0: Rising like a phoenix out of the ashes, it is episode 46 of the Organic Poison Podcast. Fans of old, fans of new, welcome back uh, to the show. Anyway, Yeah, guys, I've been noticing that the numbers have been going up. That's awesome. Thank you to everybody who has been telling people. I don't know what's going on, but it's rocking. I'm loving the fact that there are a bunch of new people listening. That's great. Um, It really is amazing. Seriously trying to get it going everywhere. I want to get to where I have every episode by the end of the day. My goal right now is for every episode that comes out at the end of the day after 24 hours, I want there to be 100 plays. That's my goal right now. Like I mean, it could be, you know, 106. <laughs> At least. It could be 121 day. It could be 200 one day, but if our base is at 100, boom, that's awesome. That's my goal for right now. So you guys are doing a great job doing what you are doing. Anyway, uh, that is the most important thing you can do to support this podcast, by the way. But if you would like to support with your hard earned moolah, you can do that. <laughs> if you would like for it to be a commercial or if you would like for it to be uh just a donation of a dollar or two dollars or seventeen thousand dollars uh you can do it um it's gonna be a problem though if you do seventeen thousand dollars cause I think I'm gonna have to probably tell the government about that
1: um but you could just
0: donate in crypto for now that should be alright but <laughs> you know seventeen thousand dollars in crypto might not be worth anything tomorrow I don't know though anyway uh Organic Poison on Cash App. No second O in Poison. So that's Organic P-O-I-S-N. Or PayPal.com slash Shane is O. Or you can shoot me an email and we can have a conversation about running an ad or a shout out or whatever it is that you'd like me to do. At OrganicPoisonMedia at gmail.com. If this is your first episode listening to the show, we're so glad to have you here. It's awesome. I mean, it's great. It's a fun time. It's a learning experience. It's an ever-growing experience. And hopefully you're along for the ride with us. And if you've been listening for quite some time now, you're awesome. I just want to let you guys know something. I'm probably going to try my best, starting after episode 50, to, like, specific episodes. I'll definitely go all out, but I'm going to try to not curse as much. It's both a task for myself, I mean a task for the podcast because it's easier to get monetized if you uh, don't use as much profanity. And, but more importantly, it's for my own self-interest. If I can get good at not using profanity, which is actually hard to do on the show for some reason, for me personally. If I can get good at not using it, then maybe it will open up more opportunities for me when it comes to this field and this practice. Either way. It can't hurt nothing. Uh, with that being said, when I have certain guests on, you can imagine me and Timothy will probably not be too concerned about the monetization. There are some guests that come on that it's, you know, I don't, I would love to make money from this show. I would love to be able to do something like this as a career, but it's kind of secondary at the moment. I'm really, I'm, I'm enjoying this ride. You guys are, have been hella supportive here lately and you know, I, I'm, I want to keep giving you guys you know me I want to keep giving you guys good content with these people too it's it's a great it's a great thing right now so we 're going to keep the train rolling and if the money comes the money comes if it doesn't then fuck it
1: I don't
0: Gentlemen, welcome back to the Organic Poison Podcast, Sickest in the South. I think I landed. Anyway, tonight's guest is the creator, the the man, the myth, the legend. I'm sorry. I think everyone is the man, the myth, and the legend because I just enjoy talking to everyone so much. Adam, welcome to the show, man. What's up, man? Straight from Deviant Behavior Radio, the guy, the curator, the master. Glad to have you on, brother. I appreciate you having me
1: on. Straight from the the great city of Jacktown.
0: Yes, sir. Crazy, crazy
1: year you guys have had, huh? Yep. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, murder rate's up pretty high, but that's about <sighs> usual. It was pretty crazy. My brother, he moved from
0: Jackson. He moved from Jackson to Chicago. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's like Jackson, Jackson wasn't uh, dark enough for him, like scary enough to walk down the street, which, I mean... Jackson's not really that bad in the daytime. You just got to avoid certain areas at night. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, does he like uh, Chicago better?
0: I mean, he loves it up there. He lived up there when he was younger, but he also got a job opportunity that kind of got him uh-huh. like going back up there. And it was an amazing job, you know, him and his yeah. girl moved up there and he knows how to maneuver the city. And I'm quite sure he's uh he, I don't know exactly where he lives in the city, but I'm quite sure he doesn't
1: live in Southside. So right, right. <laughs> he, yeah, uh, yeah. Jackson's pretty cool, though. I uh, I was born here, but uh, up until about a year ago, I was living in Florence, uh, and I did some time in Hattiesburg too. But uh, but uh, I don't know. It feels like coming home. You know, as oh, weird yeah. as it sounds, you know, it's, it's as I guess dangerous, quote quote, dangerous as it is. You know, it's just feels like home.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I, I I lived there when I was really young, and then I lived there when I was nineteen, and then I lived there again when I was twenty. Moved home. I ended up going to jail, and then I got out of jail. I went to jail for two weeks. I got arrested, yeah. and then I just didn't get bailed out right away. Got That's you. it's not like I got caught with some pills in Alabama. Yeah, and I wasn't a, a pill guy, but we were going to party on the beach. So right, yeah. <laughs> you just bring whatever. We always were kind of like a. uh we weren't drug addicts, but we just like to do drugs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I imagine a handful of the people that I could compare to from back then are drug addicts now, but we weren't drug addicts at the time. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, but I lived in Jackson as well, and I loved it up there, like because it was not Macomb where I'm from. Yeah, you're right. Which, obviously, I love my home, but, you know, mm-hmm. it was a little bit more fast paced. And at my younger ages, that's what I was into was getting out and doing shit and hanging out with people and partying and being tired when I got to work, you
1: know, (laughs) Jackson's got like a certain vibe to it. I can't really explain it. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just got, people are more open here. I mean, I I guess that's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like a whole different vibe from, Pretty much anywhere else I've lived. I mean, I kind of got that vibe. I, li- I lived in Nashville for like three months, if that counts as living there. Sure. And it, I sort of got a similar vibe there, but uh, I don't know. It's just nothing like the old Jack Tom. Yeah, I hear you. I uh, I like Jackson. You ever eat at Keefers? Man, I love Keefers. Dude,
0: that's I mean, I've eaten
1: some of the other uh, Greek restaurants. Like I like Aladdin's too, but I always go back to Keefers. Dude,
0: Keefers, since I was a child, my favorite restaurant. Uh, like in the world. I'm sure there's people who are like, dude, get out of Mississippi. I've spent time outside of Mississippi before. (laughs) It's like, I'm just saying the place you got to eat somewhere quite a few times before you can decide that it's your favorite place. But it's, it's awesome. I just love it. Which to be fair, I've only
1: eaten at Aladdin's once. So. (laughs) Aladdin's has has good hummus. Uh, I don't really care for their tzatziki sauce. I say said, but uh, I like kefir's a little better and I think they have better falafel, but you know,
0: yeah, the the first time and the only time
1: I've ever eaten falafel was at Aladdin's. Yeah, I didn't care for theirs, but if you try Keepers next time, you guys, to me, it's a lot better. I definitely will. I gotta, uh, I gotta, I
0: would say I gotta find an excuse to get back up there, but I have a handful of excuses at this point. I don't, I just yep. having a wife and a child, and you know, uh, nine to five makes it really mm-hmm. difficult <laughs> to yep. get out and do anything. Yeah. And then on on top of that, I obviously have hobbies Right, of me spending hours on end talking to people or uh making music or playing video games. Yep. I I fucked around and downloaded Twitch the other day and started <laughs> fiddling with that. Well, the main reason I got it was because I'm always, you know, I'm always showing love to my homies that have Twitch. You know, and right. I'm like, I go check out my boy. And I'm like, well, wow, shit, I ain't never even pulled it up to look, you know, and I was like, I got a homie who's been doing Twitch stuff for like three or four years now. And I've just never, you know, maybe one time I pulled it up, like just on a browser or something like just scrolling through. So I downloaded and made an account and I'm like, man, this is kind of cool, you know, like, but it's funny. It's like versus doing anything else, you know, you get, you know. You know, hundred likes on something, you're like, I, I I made it. But on Twitch, it's like you get
1: three people watching your stream, you're like, oh shit. (laughs) Hey man, you can make some money doing that stuff too. There's people that make all kind of things just doing streaming, uh, playing games and shit. Right, and you know, ideally, and not just because of the fact
0: that I want to sit on my ass all day, but ideally, it would be nice if I could get to the point where between the podcast and doing other things with content creation or conversations with other people or whatever it may be. And then if I could get the YouTube, the podcast and the Twitch, you know, I'm just using Twitch as an example, you know, and maybe you, I could find a way to not have to work all, like I could make a job out of like doing shit at home. Yep. But I mean, in the same breath, that's like probably like 30 million other Americans that are trying to do the same thing.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get the radio station, you know, up to a point where it, it at least self-sustains self itself, you know, pays for it. Right. uh But obviously the dream would be to just do the radio station all the time, you know. Right. Uh, I think it's maybe a year or so down the road. I got a helicopter. Helicopters and gunshots is what you hear in Jackson at night. <laughs> I was about to say, what general vicinity do you live in? I'm in Basically, Fondren, uh, it's like the outskirts of Fondren. So, like, uh, the flyovers, like, uh, from the life flight helicopters and stuff for UMMC. And, uh, and you always hear like gunshots off in the distance. And then maybe like 20 minutes later, you'll hear, uh, sirens. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but it's not that bad. It's just, I don't know. It's just a, I don't want to call it a dangerous city, but there's certain parts that, are a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I feel you. I understand where you're coming from. And it's like you, you don't want to you really don't want to say nothing bad about your town either, you know. You know, it's like you ain't trying to shine a negative light on it. I feel you too. There's a lot of really cool shit and cool people in Jackson. Yes. There is uh, there is I I've spent a lot of good time. I've had a lot of good memories in the, in Jackson and the general surrounding areas like especially back in the days when we were like heavy into the music scene and there actually was a music scene. Right. And and you like, there were shows every other weekend. And like, that was the thing. Like we would just sit around and hang out and just prep for the next show and be like, the next show is going to be a rager. Like we're going to go and you know, one weekend it'll be punk music. The next weekend it'll be metal music. You know, you don't get really get to uh, pick and choose in Mississippi.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They're trying to, um, Bring the concerts back. I think Hallamouse is starting to kick it back up because before that's where a lot of the good bands would come is Hallamouse. Oh yeah. Especially your national
0: acts are like traveling artists for
1: sure. And then it kind of fell off for a bit and and then COVID. So I, mean, I think yeah. they're trying to get it back, but you know, they built that amphitheater in Brandon yeah. Um and they're, they're having crazy like uh big name artists come there. Yeah. They have i uh, I'm trying to remember
0: who it was. It's coming here. Like, I guess that's like a smart thing to do because it's like they didn't have concerts like this in Hattiesburg all the time like they are trying to do now. Uh, They just had old boy from uh, Aaron Lewis, the guy from Stained. Yeah, Stained. Yeah, okay. He was down here and Old Crow Medicine Show is coming. That's cool. Yeah, and I'm not really like a huge fan, but I'm pretty sure that's the people who wrote Wagon Wheel.
1: I think you're right. I'll have to. I think they did. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they did the
0: original version and then Darius Rucker covered it. And that's like, I mean, if I heard it before Darius Rucker did it, then I don't remember. (laughs) Like, because that's the version that we've been singing for the past since it came out,
1: (laughs) you know? old Hootie.
0: Yeah. he's doing well
1: though, man. He got uh, inducted to the, the Grand Ole Opry. Really? Yep. I don't that's know fine. if it's officially happened yet, but I remember a couple of months ago they uh, he was performing there, and they kind of surprised him with the nomination. So, oh man, I bet he cried. Yeah, he yeah he was pretty emotional because he had no idea they were doing that. He was just there to sing. Damn, and, dude, that's awesome. I gotta look that up because that would be awesome to watch. Yeah, Brad Paisley. I think Brad Paisley walked up and was like, "Hey, by the way, you know," and he's like, you, "You are one of us now.
0: Yeah, you no longer need a blowfish."
1: All right, just the hootie. That's all you man, need.
0: And when I was a kid, my parents took us to uh, <clears throat> Bill Street Music Festival, Memphis and Memphis. Yeah. And hootie, we saw Hootie and the Blowfish. I think I was like nine or ten. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but yeah, we also saw Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and that was badass.
1: Kenny Wayne Shepherd's good. I
0: wish I could have seen Stevie Ray Man. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's that's pretty much who my my yeah. brother was named after was Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's the man right there.
1: I don't think we're gonna see another one of him in our lifetime. At least not mine. You know, it's an
0: interesting conversation to have because when you really think about it, it's like we wouldn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's because everything's so flooded now. Like It makes yeah. me wonder like back then. Back then you didn't get to just pull up your shit and listen to it. whenever. Like you, you got a CD or something, like especially if you weren't just balling our, our cassette tape, whatever it was, and you put that shit in and that's what you were like – you grew grew passionate about that. Like we all have bands that we are passionate about, but I'm just saying like, we got to really find and define what we like before we decided that we were passionate about this band. Like I used to think when I was a kid that like Lincoln park was the best band in the world. And that was long before, like I heard like, thousands of hours of other music you know now i'm like linkin park is awesome but it's like i would never
1: think or say now that they're the best band in the world you right know? i'm still finding new stuff you know uh, my boss turned me on to uh blues explosion which is uh i believe it's a guy named john spencer but if you haven't heard it it's like a it's like a heavier style blues it's like you know stevie was texas style blues sure it's a little heavier than that even but uh, it's really
0: good. Have you ever listened to any? And this is a very, very uh, <clears throat> common and
1: typical name, but Gary Clark Jr. Oh yeah, yeah. that uh, what's that song uh, about? His train coming in, man. That song, dude. He goes off.
0: That song was great. That's a very talented young man. I would say I was going to mention him. He's probably the closest thing to Stevie I've heard in a while. I mean, and th- it's just crazy how much like to me, he just stands out. Like he's the kind of artist that like, I would, I really wish that I could force myself. Like, cause I, I rarely listen to music, you know, yeah. <laughs> like nowadays it's con- like, I listen to people talk almost all day, every day. Yeah. Uh, to the point where it's like, if I turn it off, there's still people talking in my head. Right. <laughs> right. But, uh, But man, like he is one of those artists where I'm like, look, I could get away from all the music that I listen to, like when I do listen to music and I could listen to this guy like for hours because it's just like his music is awesome. And I just I don't know why I don't ever find myself there. But, you know, I keep telling myself, like, I'm going to take like a a month long sabbatical from listening to any political commentary or any deep dive into some theoretical bullshit, you know, that I've (laughs) found myself like listening to like, I think that stuff's interesting to me, you know, but it's like, if I could just get it out of my head for like a month and exclusively listen to music, like, yeah. cause I'm used to not ever listen. It used to be pull up to work and put the headphones in. I'm listening to music out like an album at a time. And it's like, I don't really ever listen to music that much anymore.
1: <laughs> and it's just kind that's, of, all, that's all I do, man. Is like, I, I have to have music or I'll just go bananas, you, you know? I don't know what I would do if, you know, somebody was tomorrow was like, oh, you can't listen to music anymore. I was like, all right, well, just kill me now because uh, I'm just going to go slowly crazy.
0: Yeah, it, that's like one of those things, you you know, you see, oh, would you punch your brother for, you know, a million dollars, like some yeah. stupid shit like that. That's like, like if somebody said they'd give you a billion dollars, but you can't listen to music ever again.
1: No, I just I got to have it, man. And uh, I listen to it probably if I'm not working, I'll listen to it about 80% of the day. Uh, but if I have to work, you know, I can't really have headphones in, but, uh, right. Well, it's, it's good now, you know, I'm messing with the radio station. So I get to listen all day while I'm busy, like programming stuff for it. And I only really turn it off when I'm recording promos or, you know, stuff like that. But right. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Well, speaking of the radio station, uh, deviant behavior radio, um, you know just give me a brief rundown of like what was your i mean obviously i can tell that you are a man who really enjoys music oh yeah but, but outside of that what made
1: you think you know a lot of people will just go with a playlist route and promote their playlist or I, yeah i did that for years like uh, i had the amazon app the amazon music app and the, the unlimited one so the amazon app if a new album drops like today oftentimes they'll have it before it actually comes out so i did that for a long time and i made my little playlists and it just kind of got older for a bit i got serious xm radio and uh the problem with xm radio though is the stations are all one style of music you know mm-hmm. you listen to um lithium you know it's all like grunge and you know alternative from a certain era Right. Or you listen to turbo is another one i listened to it's all like god smack and you know bands like that sure i just wanted something i just wanted to listen to something that encompassed everything you know uh i love hip-hop too you know there's no station anywhere i could find that just merged everything together
0: yeah it is i've always wondered if there was a reason for that like why is it that no one does that you know like i mean obviously i guess your goal would be to find uh, i mean i say your goal but when they're talking, when they're like dumping Buku marketing dollars into something, they're like, we have to hone in on a specific audience. Right. You know, like, so I guess that could be like the reasoning for something like that. But I think to myself, it's like, well, times are different, you know, like people like me and you would listen to Deviant Behavior and it's like, oh man, you know, like the thing that blows my mind is like, how is it that, how is it that like we're able to, how is it that you're able to
1: play explicit versions on the radio like well uh it's internet based uh now if it were an fm uh then an fcc would come into play um uh because it's like a i guess it's open but uh, the internet it's just not many rules you know it's the same like the way with the satellite radio i guess since it's not a uh, terrestrial radio right it's just coming from satellites they can just do whatever that's a good point. Boy, it makes me feel like if it makes me feel like the
0: which I mean, I get it. I get it. I understand why you would obviously not want people wouldn't want their kid like switching to the channel. Right. Like, but I think to myself, it's like, why, it's crazy how you can just be not regulated at all on the Internet yeah. versus like, because like, if you wanted to, let's just say that you were getting, you know, 18,000 listeners a day. Yeah, and it's like if you wanted to run ads and make buku money off of that, yeah. it's like there's no
1: one to stop you from doing that, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal is to you know try to get advertisers. Um, right now, I'm kind of focusing on just building listeners, uh, so I can have data to show to people that would want to advertise. Like, look, these people listen at this time, you know, and I'll charge you X amount of dollars, for what, you know, for mm-hmm. that. But, but I'm, you know, I, I read something the other day. And they were talking about, like, your FM stations have somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes worth of ads every hour. Right. Uh, Your typical radio station like I do has closer to 10 or even five minutes worth of ads an hour. But the goal for me is just to play, if at all, just like two and a half minutes per hour. Because I really, you know, I hated listening to FM stations. I quit listening to them years ago because... They would play a song and then play five commercials. Right. Play, like, two songs. And play ten commercials. It's like, come on, guys.
0: Yeah, and uh, something I always find funny is the commercials, like, have nothing to – like, what is the odd listener base that you think you have that you're playing, like, you know, like, amnesia med- – not yeah. amnesia, What uh, Alzheimer's medicine and shit. It's yeah. like, what the fuck is all this? Like, who the hell's listening to fucking, you know – the Migos an NBA young boy and needs right. Alzheimer's right. medicine. You know, like that's, I'm using that as an
1: example, yeah. but it's always like some um, crazy shit on the radio. It's a big money grab, you know? Um I mean, obviously I'd like to make enough money to, to, uh, like I said, self sustain or make a little bit of money. But, uh, that's also why I'm doing like different avenues of income, you know, right. uh, I was watching, I can't remember if it was Mark Cuban or somebody. And he was talking about, uh, if you're going to have a business, you need to have multiple ways, uh, multiple incomes coming in. You, know, yeah. you can't just rely on one income. Like, So you know, ads, uh, we have merchandise, and eventually we may introduce some kind of um, subscription service per month. I know you were talking about that on one of the podcasts. Right. Yeah. So have you thought about doing that anymore, subscription? Yeah, yeah. I, well, see, this, what I really want to do,
0: and this is a, a little bit of a peek into the bag <laughs> – is yeah. I want to pull from, I want to pull from s- s- several different people to create like one thing. Like let's just use Patreon as an example. Yeah. I'm not saying it's th- that's where it's going to be or what it's going to be, but I'm just using that as an example. Say I have my podcast. I have mm-hmm. some compadres that have a podcast or, you know, two, three friends that have podcasts. We all have a day on, not necessarily all. You don't want it to be too many people, I guess. But what you, you could just say each day of the week there will be a new piece of content uploaded to this Patreon wow. and then it's like initially the 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 original like let's just say it's a six month deal where me you you and you. I knew, you, you know, whatever, make this content and we do this for six months and we just grind it out and make sure that no matter what, we have our content for that day on top of all of the other stuff that we do separately off right. of this Patreon. Patreon is an example. Yeah. And, and then we rate, use that money and everybody can, we can literally just split the money up or we could put it towards a common goal. You right. know what I'm saying? Like whatever it may be. Me personally, I'm trying to get, However, however i gotta do it whatever i gotta do to get it done and whatever it needs to be done i want to get organic poison copyrighted the name like yeah. i don't know how i could cop i don't know how- i know that there's different types of copyrights yeah. but i want to get the name copyrighted because one day not this is not the only reason i also just need to do it if i intend on it needs to be done eventually anyway yeah but that would be the dopest weed strain ever. (laughs) Organic poison would be the best weed strain. I'm not just like, I'm not trying to sound like some super stoner or anything. I'm just saying like eventually one day, despite this bullshit that just happened to Mississippi, i was gonna say it's not gonna be mississippi anytime soon. <laughs> i was about to say we'll talk about that in a minute but it's like but still whatever it may be say the podcast to your point this is a way further down the road thing but to your point about multiple revenue streams and this is more me just thinking selfishly really but eventually if organic poison becomes like a team thing you know outside of just me and peddling and stuff like that if it becomes a more of a network as opposed to just being a you know just a me thing it it can be something where it's like organic poison weed strain like or organic poison beer you know like all that stuff and it fits people like us like it's the name itself yeah it would i mean you could throw that you could throw a kick-ass label on something with that at the header of it and it's going to be dope like yep I mean, it's just one of those things. It, it's that's a incredible. great idea.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, old. Uh, I mean, when's the last time somebody mentioned the name Steve Urkel? You know, and he just came out with his own little weed strain, uh, yeah, Purple Urkel. <laughs> it's pretty smart. I mean,
0: yeah, because he. I don't know if I don't know if going back then if they even referred to the word IP before, but it's like I don't know if that's his intellectual property or not. But it's got
1: to be if he's making money off of Urkel. Yeah he it must have either made some kind of deal or he, uh just outright purchased it you know yeah i mean the rights to it but it's
0: yeah. definitely and that's like that's a thing like if people are people are you know that uh, weed and in, in cryptocurrency is like the thing that so cryptocurrency is obviously a recent thing with the celebrities yeah. but everybody's got a weeds like company or we are yeah. they've bought into a weed company and it's like something that's gradually getting more and more popular for these people that have you know Not even the richest people, you know what I'm saying? But it's like those people in between, like, I've just, I use Lil Wayne as an example. Like you can tell that he is partnered up with a weed company. I don't know that he has ownership, but I would just assume at this stage, a lot of people are inquiring about equity. So it's like, if uh, you team up with somebody, hey, give me a strain, a strain and give me, you know, 3% of the company and let's rock, you know, like some shit, like you can use the name, but that's just being facetious. Back to the original point though, with the, uh, subscriptions i the thing i just want to do is i want to make sure that there's enough another reason why it would be great to be able to do it to where it could bring in other people in on like a joint patreon account is because not only people are more invested in something when they pay for it or when they have to put an effort into it you know like no matter what it is like if somebody it If you if you you're gonna appreciate well I was gonna say you're gonna appreciate I'm gonna appreciate a burger either way I was gonna say you're gonna appreciate a burger if you had to pay for it versus a free one but yeah it's it's just one of those things like if people if people are gonna spend money on it they'll appreciate it so if I'm spending money on this and I came here for uh, Jerry but. Jerry's this isn't Jerry's day it's Johnny's day so right. I'm gonna listen to Johnny too because I paid for it and they're gonna be like oh shit he's got more stuff that's free that I can go listen to hours of it kind of builds the audience for each person in the the thing and right. if I'm not just pulling like some guy from Utah and something like it's all we're all kind of in the same community anyway you right. know, like that it's all part of the same community as it is like I've had a few guys on my show before that I would love to have be a part of that you know what i'm saying like and it's one of those kind of things as i'm you know branching and networking out it would be something dope to push and also it's one of those kind of things where it's like say maybe this week you brought in two subscriptions or this month you brought in you know 15 people came from you and this month i brought eight it's like no big deal we're gonna just call it even because next month I'll just go harder and I'm going to try to outdo your 15 and get more people to subscribe. Right. You know, It's like, and people just have to put in, put in that effort, you know, and it, yeah. it'll, it would cause everybody to want to do more, but you also, I would think of it as one of those things for the six months, we'll split it all equal anyway. Yeah. It's like that way. It's not one of those things where somebody has to awkwardly be like, I don't really want to fucking do this anymore. <laughs> you right, know, right. it's like, look, I'm committing to six months, no matter how it turns out, whatever. Right. And you know, that's one of those that's it's just an idea because i also think to, for myself it's like if i'm going to make a patreon account for me exclusively mm-hmm. like that's going to be a lot of work <laughs> you know it's yeah. like that's going to be a lot of shit for me to have to and content for me to have to put out and you know i don't necessarily i feel like it would also cause me to like maybe reach like and put out like shit that's just not as good as it could be if that makes right it. yeah which I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't claim to be a professional to any extent. And I'm yeah. imagine by the episode a thousand I'll still say the same thing. But it's just I, I would like and plus it's like, hey, look, this is a mini network that you only have to pay five, six, seven, ten dollars a month for. It. And it's like a lot of people might pay for it for a month. And then they'll just go and they'll watch everything for a month and then they'll just not recess, they'll cancel their subscription or whatever, which is fine yeah. and dandy. But in the same breath, it could be a good way, it could be a good way to make some money for everybody to make yeah. a couple extra bones to spend on, uh, creative shit. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like it's money you didn't have and it forced
1: you to make more, more content <clears throat> and you got some cash out of it. Right. But you know, a lot of people, once they subscribe to something, they, um, just even if they don't look at the content anymore or whatever, they just leave it. You know, like uh, I was reading some article about, I think it was planet fitness. Uh, their business model uh, is higher, you know, get as many monthly memberships, you know, $10 a month. Most uh, something like they always have, like uh, they always overbook, you know, over, I'm not trying to say they oversubscribe. So yeah. you might have a place that can only hold hundred people, yeah, but they'll have three or four or 500 people a month paying $10 a month. They just never go. Yeah. yeah. Most people are like 10 bucks a month. You know, I ain't worried about it. Yeah. And that's how they make most of their money. Uh, you know, so you could have like, uh, but yeah, to your point too, you know, having multiple people, uh, uh, go in, like businesses go in and like do this. Yeah. That's a good idea. I think. Like, no. and, and plus it's like in, and it to me it just it just seems
0: like the it seems like it would be the smartest way to do it. Now, mind you, I say that this is coming from a guy who has, you know, I I know a few people that would that would probably be interested in it. So it's one of those kind I mean, of things. It's like why not, you know, like and no. and if if nothing else, all it's going to do is make you get better at making your content. You know, it's going to, it's going to give you you know having a schedule. Is going to be something that, I mean, and for me personally, that it helps here late the past couple of months. Like I've been, and, or, and since we've started doing the show on uh, deviant behavior, it's like, well, I know I got it. It keeps me, I got to have a new episode out each week. It keeps me from slacking off and be like, well, I'll bring it out a day later or, you know, something like that. And so. That's to me, it's like, it's a win-win if you put it, because you're also thinking, well, you know, for a fact that there's you know 15 people that are going to be paying attention this week, you know, it's like, and stuff like that. So, and like I said, it just builds audience and it builds and it helps build an ecosystem with you and these people that you're doing this with. And then you've got your own shit outside of, you know, outside of the Patreon.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, um, I'm pretty, you know, I've known that our listenership has gone up, uh, a lot over the last month, yeah, but a lot ever since you started doing your show on here. Oh, yeah. uh, so I think it's definitely uh, a lot of that's due to you. Um, but our listenership's gone up quite a bit. Uh, matter of fact, last Friday, I looked on, online. I can look at the statistics and uh, we'll see where people are listening from. And it was like uh, Vienna, Austria. <laughs> that's like, awesome. How the hell did you find out? And then next thing you know, uh, Serbia. And then Saint Kitts, which is like in the British Virgin Islands or something. Wow, how random! It's completely random. I have no idea how that that's happens. You know, you know, you know. It could be people listening
0: from there, but it also could be people with VPNs on their computers. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, think about that. I uh. I've always, but I mean the same because the same thing happens with the podcast sometimes, where it'll be like you like how like the like I have four listeners from Dublin, Ireland. It's like how to what, what to what point and what degree is there? You know, I haven't been running any ads in Dublin, Ireland, but
1: yeah,
0: but yeah, either I way,
1: definitely haven't been. I do not even know where Saint Kitts was, yeah. so I definitely hadn't run any ads there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, um, I've definitely my
0: my back catalog has been getting a lot of plays lately. So whoever, uh, there's a lot of people that have been coming to listen. And I do believe it has a little bit to do with being more consistent too. And it's like, uh, you know, and you know how I can be on social media. So sometimes I just think people will go to the podcast and go, what the fuck is this dude about? You know, like he's, he's talking some, I talk a lot of shit on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? I try not to argue with people, but (laughs) Like, I, I don't really do the arguing thing much anymore. Right. Like, you know, I'll, I'll get into a creative discussion with someone, but I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to cut nobody down from their fucking ankles, right. you know, and I don't want them doing it to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I think I'm, a f- f- it, there's no point in us arguing on Facebook because I'm not convinced that I can change very many people's minds. Right. But I think a lot of times, especially if I'm hyped up, pissed about something like I was Friday, Like, it's like, I just want people to be aware that something's going on. And I won't, I don't want people to have an excuse to say, you know, oh, well, I didn't realize, you know, and that's for either side of any spectrum, when any side of any spectrum, when it comes to, you know, people being just people. And, you know, I was living Friday.
1: Oh, God. That just pissed me off to no end. And Queen Mary. To people who do not know,
0: uh, last year I believe it was it was the same time when people voted for the president. Correct? Wasn't that the same the same night? Yes, yes I believe so. Okay, uh, they voted for the 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 medical use of marijuana in Mississippi. There's a, probably a more uh, profound way to say that, but due to lack of my way of saying anything. They basically were they and it voted seventy four percent of the state said yes uh all on full fledged buck wild not buck wild hold on not full fledged not recreational but medical marijuana use anyway uh, leaps loophole after loophole in typical Mississippi fashion they found a way to reverse it the Supreme Court found a way to reverse it and it was charge led apparently by some uh Blonde broad from Madison, Mississippi. I believe she. Mary. She was the. Uh, oh, that's right. That. Uh, I believe she's the mayor. Correct. He's the mayor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she. You take a gander at her, and you can tell. Like you know exactly what's going. What time it is. And it's like, oh my God. Like, and mind you, Madison, Mississippi was at one point in time, like the most sought after. I don't know if it was the richest town, top 10 richest towns in Mississippi, or if it was the most sought after place to live in, uh, the country. It was like, it was something. That apparently there's a lot of money accumulated there. there. Like, yeah, there's a lot of money there. Yeah. So, but. Mind you, this broad was the one who said we're not gonna let marijuana infest our state. She probably has said all kinds of crazy shit, but I just found out about her a couple of days ago. Like I didn't even realize that this broad was like you know out here doing the damn thing, putting forth her putting her best foot forward to save little Jimmy from getting high. Right.
1: Yeah, Yeah. She um. it started with the. See, it all started because. We got the ballot initiative uh, and and then seventy four percent of Mississippians uh, voted for it, and then the legislature and all those guys were like finally i guess they finally read the ballot initiative, they like, like, "Oh crap, we're not getting any money from this yeah and because all the money was going to go i believe go back to the Mississippi uh, Department of health right and yeah, so they they freaked out and uh, they tried to put their own. Uh, uh, that's what they put their own initiative sixty five A on the ballot, trying to confuse people. Right, and nobody was confused by that. Yeah. So uh, that the, didn't and if they were, there was a lot of us who who shared the the message yeah. to straighten them out. Exactly, I was one of them. And they uh, and then they had the senator. Was it Blackwell or I can't remember his name, but he put forth the, this bill to take the place of uh, sixty five and uh that got shot down twice. And so this little Supreme Court case was the last little straw, you know, if if this case had not if she had not won that case uh then we would uh have medical marijuana in a couple months. Yeah. But that's, that's garbage, man. Completely garbage. It I'm just ugh, just pisses me off so much. And
0: to my, to my understanding that another thing that comes along with that is they basically can f- can flip anything that happened since like 2003 anything that we like voted
1: on yeah uh so there wasn't anything between like uh, 01 and 2013 but uh voter id was one of the things and i can't remember what the other thing was um uh, so i'm not even gonna try to guess but it was voter id and it was something else i think it might have been something to do with the flag but i was just about to say know, i mean didn't we vote on the flag yeah I think it was it might have been one of them uh but I know voter i d was one dude and that's I, why i I was like there's no way that they're gonna risk losing voter i d uh you know just over marijuana, but apparently not yeah well, that because they they have faith that they can find a way
0: to keep that right <laughs> you know like i mean if they can fl- if they can flip the shit and make it to where the six sixty five 65 is gone. Well, then I can, I can assure you they can find a way to keep voter ID, which yep. I mean, I'm not like just uh, entirely opposed to that, but I'm just saying like, as far as the, cons- my concern goes, I think to myself, it is so shitty that you can find a way to flip that. Like, it's like, what's the, what is the point, you know? And uh, there's something, something that I, I, I was, Trying to parrot it on, uh, social media was. These people, and I—I'm not trying to generalize, but it's true. This is a fact. Anybody who's down with this, those are the same people who are like the fucking election was rigged. You know, like like the same shit that y'all been bitching about DC doing for the past six months. And it's like what you know, big, small, or anything in between. Like this, whether it be some bullshit, then gerrymandering the system, and uh, actually like highly influencing the election, or bullshit, crazy conspiracy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of that different stuff, y'all agreed with all of that. Y'all said all of that was true, and then you decide to do some shit like this? It's like you've been preaching the will of the people to people for the past fucking six months, and now you do
1: this to your own fucking people? That is insane to me. It's insane, you know, and uh, if I'm correct in this, I think I'm correct in saying this, at at this very moment, uh, we, the people, don't have a way to get our will done you know we you know we were relying on the ballot initiative so that you know we could get whatever we wanted medical marijuana or you know the flag stuff whatever but so now we're relying on the legislators to basically police themselves and come up and give the will back to the people which I think they'll eventually do I think they're trying to call a special session but it's just kind of weird that you know and then there's another uh, ballot initiative that was uh, for recreational marijuana that they're trying to get done. So I don't know how that's going to work. You know what I think would be hilarious?
0: And of course I always I, I'm I feel like I'm programmed to think like this now. But what they're going to do is they're going to like like Tate Reeves is going to come out like this Friday after it's like festered and everybody's all, you know, whatever worked up over it. Tate Reeves is going to come out and be like, "I'm going to sign the papers to overturn what they said, and we're going to get to
1: keep it." So that way, everybody will think Tate Reeves is a great guy. That would be a good play in his in his book, but I, I'm wondering if he's really going if he would really do that.
0: Well, you have, this I mean, he's not going to. But and he, I think he knows his days are numbered. As it is, I'm not saying that in a threatening way. I just mean yeah. as as an appreciated governor, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but because the thing about it is, is you've got. If you had seventy four percent of the state that voted for that, that were registered legal voters that voted for that, I'm sorry, bro, but if you don't, and, and not to mention after the COVID shit, like nobody likes Tate Reeves, like everybody hates him. And if you do this, and even the them fucking you know diehard libertarians that voted for you just because you weren't you know a, a Democrat, right? Then motherfuckers are gonna be like, we're throwing somebody else on the ballot, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because they're the ones that are – those are the people, the guys that – those people that are barely on Facebook. They don't even have Facebook. You know what I'm saying? They're like that son of a bitch overtime – didn't do nothing for these people after their rights have been robbed. If he's not going to stand up for their rights, I mean half of them probably voted to legalize marijuana. That's not just a bunch of people like me and you that – 74% of the state. You know what I'm saying? Like that's – I mean – we are stereotyped for racist old white men. I can assure you that some of those racist old white men even voted for that fucking bill to be passed.
1: Yeah, for- I was looking for the meme. Uh, I saw on Facebook. It said something like three or four hundred thousand Mississippians voted for Tate Reeves for governor, and then like five hundred thousand voted for something else. But like eight hundred and something thousand Mississippians voted for medical marijuana. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean. That's nuts. I mean, God. they're going to have to do something. I mean, I just hope that they don't mess it up. Yeah, meanwhile, Alabama today signed in uh, to law medical marijuana. No way. Yeah, I heard that earlier.
0: Man, I hate on Never Alabama it. all the time too, bro. I know. That sucks. I mean, good for them. I mean, that's awesome for them. But, I mean, it's just like it's two p- polar opposites. <laughs> Like just yep. the way that the way that we took dealt with it, and the way that they dealt with it, just two completely different things. Yep, it's nuts, man. I don't know, but, but uh, I can't help but feel like I can't help but feel like there is like a, uh, you know, just a little bit. Th- this is me digging a little deeper into it, of course, but. It's like there's a, for one, there's a flexing match, obviously, because all the, all the, I don't want to just say the red states, but a lot of the southern states are all doing their, their one big thing to make their governors look like they got big swinging dicks. It's like, you know, that DeSantis doing all the shit that he's been doing. He's done a, a handful of stuff, but then, in texas abbott is you know we're fucking we we like oh two uh two weeks or three weeks before the mask mandate goes up we're not wearing fucking mask anymore right which i mean whatever i'm kind of either way with that it's like i am i will put on a mask in a store if they want me to wear a mask you know like i'm not tripping on that if it makes other people more comfortable that's fine with me
1: we're still we're still we're still under a mask mandate in jackson city jackson has a mask mandate but everywhere else around other cities don't yeah. I mean so weird. a lot of people and you know, some people
0: do it and it's our with the uh politicians especially, like they'll do it and it's almost like they're trying that I don't want to say virtue signaling because the people who are just as adamant about not wearing it are just as much of like dickheads to me. Cause it's like, okay, you can be a little bit sensitive to people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just yes. because you don't want to wear a mask and it's your right to not wear one, blah, 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 Fine. Whatever. I'm not going to argue with you that it's like, but in the same breath, you could be, you don't have to talk shit to these people who wear masks. You're a fucking sheep. <laughs> you know it's like, dude, what? <laughs> i don't know but so with the the mayor probably it's just like well we're gonna keep wearing it just to be safe and it's like okay fine you know there's nothing wrong with that i mean i don't have a problem with that either it's what the things when they're like we're gonna throw you in fucking jail if you're not wearing a mask right (laughs) kind of stuff that i'm like i don't really know i don't know how to feel about that just sounds kind of crazy sounds a little bit too too much to me but i mean whatever
1: we're yeah, not, they have arrested some people, uh not in Jackson, I don't think, but uh I know other states I've seen videos where they're arresting uh people for not wearing masks. I'm like Yeah. Yeah, I mean I guess technically if the I mean, if the store requires a mask and you're not wearing one, I mean they can kick you out of the store, but I, mean, I guess I mean, they could say you're to, trespassing. To or, me that's that's different. Because it's like if I if I own a store I could ki- I should be able to
0: kick you out for for nothing if I wanted to. Right. You know, I mean. Exactly, yeah. If it's my shit, like, but especially if I have a son, if you're disrespecting my store and that's my thing It's like, how hard is it to just put on a mask? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be that crazy. You don't have to, I don't, I don't care about you to, you don't have to take, go and take selfies and, you know, be like, look at me, I'm wearing my mask. You don't have you're to right. do that. Like, but just, just be, Hey, I'm going to the fucking grocery store. And it's like, I don't know. Like to me, it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like that big of a, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Obviously it has become, or it was a big deal. A lot of people, some people were crybabies about it on both sides. So, I mean, both opinions rather, I guess you could say. But yeah. I don't
1: know. It never, you, uh, my, it never
0: hurt my feelings to put one on.
1: Right. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, so when, are you still working on music or on the side or are you still working yeah, on it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I do a lot more writing
0: than anything else because I uh, – Like when I go to record something, it's almost like this is this is the one. Like this is the one of a few that I'm gonna Mm -hmm. you know do. Like if I'm gonna, let's just say if I'm working on a five song project, like this last one I did, like I'll just record those five songs because of the fact that it's like you know. Well, and to be fair, this project was the first project that I did on my own at my house. Yeah. Uh, Like I didn't make the beats or nothing, but as far as recording it and then I sent it off to get mixed to a friend of mine. Uh, Matt Ladding, I've shared some stuff of his, he's a, he's an engineer out of, uh, he's, he's originally from Baton Rouge and then he moved yeah. to Macomb and then he ended up getting married in Macomb and he's got a family and, but he works out of Natchez. So okay. he lives like in between Macomb and Natchez. I got you. But, um, anyway, I digress. Um. And I recorded that and that's a pretty nice setup. You know, it's pretty nice to be able to record it on my own time, like at my house and stuff. And in the past, I've had it to where it's like the studio equipment would be at the house, you know, and you know, I, I've always been able to just basically record myself, but it's like mixing and stuff, mastering. So I don't know anything about that. Like
1: I don't like, either, man. Like I, I recorded some stuff before, before I play guitar and write songs and stuff too, but I, uh, I don't know anything about mixing or any of that stuff. I just record it and I think uh uh I used to have a buddy of mine um, I don't know I haven't talked to him in quite a while but he used to kind of mix it a little bit for me. Probably not not on any kind of professional level, you know, sure, but sure. but yeah, he would do some stuff. But I'd like to get back into recording some more stuff. Um uh, mostly I uh I tend to be playing more blues lately honestly like yep. uh but more like uh, the White Stripes version of blues. So right. even heavier than like Stevie Ray. You know, White Stripes covered like um, uh, shoot, Ball and Biscuit. You heard that song? I don't know. That's a, a blues cover. And then they had a Death Letter Blues. That was a Sun House cover, I think. And uh, But that's just crazy electrified.
0: Yeah, and see, yeah. I, I, I've
1: cool. li- I've liked anything
0: I've ever heard of theirs. I mean, and I know that it's so probably, like, uh, typical to say, but, like, just the way that he does stuff with, with the guitar, like, it reminds, it's not the same at all, but it kind of reminds me how it's, like, Tom Morello is, like, how do you, <laughs> it's like, how do you do something, like, play, at what point did you figure out how to do that on guitar? Like, whatever it is that you're doing. Like, Tom Morello, to me, always just seemed like one of those kind of, I mean, obviously, he's
1: – I probably think too highly of him, but in the same – Oh, realm- I mean, he's up there with Slash in my book yeah. and Stevie Ray. I mean, that he's definitely uh, – Yeah, I was listening to him. He has a, a show on XM Radio or Lithium, I think, and uh, he was talking about how he has to have a book because he'll record, like, sounds and he'll have to, like, write down how he made that sound yeah. because there's so many different sounds he can't keep up with them all. Damn. So if he's going to play him for a concert, he's like, all right, so what did I do here? I did I bent the string this way and then I did this. <laughs> Damn. Like, think about that too though. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, I I played guitar for um mini moon like when I was younger. Like I mean I played guitar in bands and stuff and like but I was I don't wanna say I think I was more passionate about the, you know, fucking, you know, just being the shit you know like you know what i'm saying like i i'm not saying i was specifically but it's like kind of like as a teenager in a band and getting to travel and getting to do this and whatever it's like and i've always been fairly outgoing i guess yeah uh, especially in my younger years it's like uh i like that you know i I almost want to say i guess i like the attention but like i I don't want to i was never the kind of guy that was like oh man i really just i was at first when i first started to learn how to play guitar I was like, yeah, I want to learn how to do all this shit that I'm listening to, which a lot of it was like metal and punk and stuff like that. And, you know, what's crazy is like when you're really passionate about something, it's like you can learn something in like a night. Like you can learn how to do something. You can learn whatever. And it's like now I pick up my guitar and I'll play it for, you know, 20-30 minutes and just sit there and play some of the old riffs that you remember that still are distilled and it's funny like I played for like 3 or 4 days in a row like I just picked it up 3 or 4 days in a row and I'm thinking like damn it really wouldn't be that difficult for me to get back into just shredding but it's like you know I just fucking I, I have other interests you know and it's one of those things where it's like, well, if I'm gonna learn how to play guitar, then I want to start a band, and it's like, wow. I don't. I don't have time for that. So it's, and I'm not saying that in the sense of like, oh, I don't have time for that. I right. just I have other things that I like to do, and not to mention I work
1: 45, 50 hours a week, and I have a wife and a kid. So podcast and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I I mostly just spend my time doing the radio station and. I have a job I work, uh, some too, and, uh, and then I just do the radio station. I was doing, I was, had a two full time, or no, I had two part time jobs and then, uh, the radio station at one point, but one of my jobs was seasonal. Thankfully that ended so I could like focus more time on the radio because I don't think I could have, I don't think I could have built it up even anywhere near the level it's at now by if I had to do two jobs and the radio station. You know, right,
0: was, right, definitely yeah uh I, I think uh I think that the that what you're doing with the radio is pretty kick ass like i mean For sure. like i mean I've heard of people like doing it before like you know doing like online radio and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I definitely was nowhere near as interested in like any of that i wasn't i didn't have a mind like that like since I've been doing the podcasting and stuff like that it's like it's like you kinda you kind of like look at the different avenues of like how you start being like uh like a crackhead like looking at how different people do different things right yeah and it's like so in my head obviously w- the main proponent of this podcast is the conversation you know but it's like whenever you see like sometimes i'll w- listen to a podcast that maybe has more segmented like type things yeah. and like that shit's cool like i like I, I, I like the structure of that you know right and but i think that i think it would be also different if I had a, sh- if my show was more like me and another person or me and two people every week and it was just yeah. us, you know, then I could kind of structure it like that. But when I have the different guests on there, it's just kind of like, hey, you know, and just open and free for all, you know, right, right. Well, and ultimately, I, I feel like the, the best way for people to get to know somebody is by listening to them have a conversation. Yeah, that's true. I've had, I've had people say for my show and for other shows is like, you, once you listen to them enough, you kind of feel like you're attached to them. So, right. and you know, it's like, it's one of those things. And I always tell people, I'm like, Hey, well, I'm not that special of a person. You just holler at me. What's up, man. You know, <laughs> like, I, uh, I'm not, uh, I, I, I definitely am grateful for my ability to have a conversation with people you know and it's never i try not i try not in these days i try not to take myself too seriously so i definitely don't take myself too seriously (laughs) yeah uh i have i have uh tried to hone in on the ability to let other people get some shine so i just talk a lot so uh
1: i've been told the same you know myself that i talk too much but uh they were like, even had an ex like, oh, you should, uh, you should go on the radio because he just talks too much. And I'm like, uh, okay, uh, maybe, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, and here you are. Here yeah, I am, you know. Yeah, I'm not giving her any credit, though.
0: <laughs> yes. It has nothing to do with her. No, none at all. Uh, so, well, you know, I had told you one thing I wanted to talk about whenever yeah. we got on here. Was I want to talk about movies. Oh, yeah, I like movies. Okay, so, look a hard, hard uh, uh, topic change there. But um, like a conversation that you'll have, you know, throughout your life is uh, always going to be conversations about movies. It's like somebody makes a reference to a movie and then you're both like, damn, that was a a great movie. That was an awesome movie. You know, like those kind of things like, or when you go up to somebody and you go, man, have you ever seen, you know insert film here yeah and they're like no and you're like oh my god dude you've got to see this movie yeah. like that, that happens a lot like what what are some what are some movies that you would say like obviously some of your favorite movies but movies that you'd say even if it's not your favorite movie but it's like damn that was a great movie like that was just one of the best movies that could have been made at that time
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, my style of movies. I I, I watch kind of a broad thing spectrum. Uh, I like action thriller. I'm not a big horror person, but uh, I will watch them. Uh, I like westerns, but only like from a certain era. I like the spaghetti westerns. Sure, you know, we talked about that earlier. Just the the good, the bad, and the ugly is probably my favorite western. Uh, and then once upon a time in the west is like a close second. But uh, and then all the other. Clint Eastwood, man with no name, spaghetti westerns. But, I got you. Uh, so, so you're more,
0: uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, post John Wayne era.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do like some of the older John Wayne stuff, but, uh, but you know, it's weird. I didn't like, I don't like the 50s and 40s westerns that much or the ones that have come since then. Like, I did watch, uh, that one with Morgan Freeman and, uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Morgan Freeman was in a western. I think that's it. Let me let me check real quick. Hold on. I think it's. I think I remember the name, but let me look it it's, up. First. It's an old movie. No, it's. Uh, I think it was in the two thousand. Well, no, it was ninety two. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Holy shit! I would love to see him as a cowboy. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, uh, and Clint Eastwood. Um, I didn't you see know, was- him. It's called Unforgiven. It was uh, shot in 1992. Damn. Yeah, Uh, it's got Gene Hackman in it too, and some other folks. But I'm gonna have to watch that. It's it's sad. I will I will warn you. It's a real sad fucking movie. But damn, (laughs) damn, that's depressing. (laughs) Oh yeah, but it's worth it. I mean, it's it's a sad movie worth watching. You know. Yeah,
0: and you know they're all still alive in real life. So yeah, (laughs) for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, old well, uh, Morgan's probably, uh, I don't know, a couple hours north of me. Yeah. He, uh, does he live there? Uh, yeah, he lives there most of the time. Um, I guess he probably has a house, who knows, in LA or whatever, but sure. But you know, he, uh, he uh, was, was, I don't know if he already started doing it, but he's turning his hundred something acres or hundred something acres he has in the Delta into a bee farm. Really? Yeah, which I thought was pretty fucking cool because, you know, if the bees die, uh, we're all dead.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. And I've heard that that's not, uh, that far of a thought.
1: No. Yeah. Cause especially with, uh, I, I was listening the other day, uh, somebody was talking about, uh, you know, killing weeds, uh, and at like a certain time of year, the only food the bees have is weeds. Right. And then it's because it's the time before all the uh, other flowering plants flower, the weeds come first. So, you know, people are going around killing all these weeds. The bees have nothing to eat and they just kind of die.
0: Yeah. You know, that. some, I, I don't remember where I heard it, but uh, they were talking about, they made a really good point about how, remember growing up, you used to, you know, there was always like bugs splattering all against the windows and shit. Yeah. And they're like, that doesn't happen as much as it used to. Like, you remember, like when you were a kid, like you, it was a thing. Like you had to clean the side, like your your windshield periodically in the in the heat of the summer and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like there's just bugs just obliterating, just bam, and especially at night. Like I guess they would just be trying to run into the headlights or something. I don't know. But and then I got to thinking, I was like, shit, I haven't cleaned my really cleaned my windshield since I got my truck. You know, and I've had it almost a year. And it's like, I, but I never, I've never thought about. That. Like, and and they pointed it out, which I'm sure, you know, the bees are obviously a more specific situation than all bugs. But I'm sure whatever it is that's causing the bugs to die off has got something to do with why also in
1: addition to the weed killing. Probably so. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but Morgan Freeman, he was in that Western and uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty damn sad. But uh, I don't know. Like, what's your favorite movie? Or do you, can oh, you narrow it down or like a yeah. top 10, five, top I, I, five?
0: I always try to say like in no specific order, but you know, like just roughly like in, in rotation, a top five. And it probably changes every time I do it, but I know there's some staples like Surf Ninjas. I don't know if you ever saw that I've movie. I've seen that. Rob Schneider had orange hair. I don't think I've seen that, no. Is that an Adam Sandler film? No, it was uh. Did you ever see the the ooze the second Ninja Turtles movie from back in the day? Probably, yeah. Okay, it was uh, there was a guy, the pizza delivery guy in that movie. He was in a movie called Surf Ninjas, which I mean, there was other people in the movie, yeah, like Rob Schneider, yeah. but uh, and the the movie was badass. It was about these three, these two brothers that were there were ninjas, but they they were royalty at birth. And it was like on such and such as on this birthday or something like that, you will become, it was yeah. like, I don't know. It was kind of, it's kind of lame when you go back and watch it, but I mean, it was like the most, it was like a better version of like the three ninjas movies. I don't know if you ever saw those. Yeah. I think I did see those. I think I do remember. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Either way. It was, it's a great movie. It's worth watching. It's got tone Loke in there. I don't know if you oh, look. Yeah.
1: Fucking <laughs> call Medina.
0: Yes, exactly. He was there. Uh, he was in that movie. He played a cop. He was also in Blank Check. I don't know if you. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that one. Yeah, uh, not not in the favorite movie category. By the way, yeah. it wasn't that shitty of a movie. It just wasn't that great. It doesn't hold up. Right. But uh, uh, another one that would be in my top five would definitely be a oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like uh, I mean, and I I could understand if that was in just about everyone's top five. I mean, it's, I always quote that movie with friends. Yes. yes. What was
1: that? Do not seek the treasure. We <laughs> thought you was a toad. <laughs> what?
0: It's a, d- Damn it. We're in a tight spot. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. I love that movie. And my grandpa was in it. So when I was a oh, kid. Oh, yeah, what did like? okay, he play? Uh, okay. who's George Clooney. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. He, you know, like at the end, homeboy, the, the governor was in the KKK. And yeah. he, he had his rally at the end and they were raising hell singing and cutting up and he got up there and was like them boys i have from the highest authority that that uh, sold his soul to the devil you know like that whole that whole scenario where that happened those dudes come in with
1: the log yeah and they throw them on the log my grandpa was one of the people carrying the log okay i heard somebody's uh somebody I, i know i can't remember who it is now but they said their grandmother was in the bank when uh Babyface Nelson came in. Yes. And, uh t- or her grandmother was the one that said uh said something under her breath and he came back and was like, Who said that? And he yeah. got in the old lady's face? That was her grandma. Who, who called me babyface? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn,
0: that's awesome. I uh that I've always wanted to throw that on a shirt, born to raise hell. Like just I mean, I'm George Nelson, born to raise hell. God, because we used to me and my friends used to always say raise hell like that was the thing like i mean obviously a lot of people say raise hell but like it was like an an anthem to scream that shit was like we would it would be like doing shows and you say raise and the whole crowd like it's kind of fucking crazy but um yeah like that that was a good movie i really enjoyed that that holds up to to one, yep. and you know it's I, funny like watching it as a kid like i never realized how many stars were in that movie oh yeah like yeah you know, i can't back then but like listen watching it now is like holy shit no wonder this movie had so many accolades i was like this movie was the shit it had a great soundtrack oh great soundtrack
1: yeah and i gotta put we're talking about movies with good soundtracks i gotta put uh days to confused on my list because we you know we watched that in high school and that that uh, that was just a fantastic movie, and Matthew McConaughey's first film role. Yeah, he said he made like five hundred bucks a day doing that movie, or
0: some shit like that. Yeah.
1: He, uh, I mean, he pretty much played himself. Like he, uh <laughs> was, read the behind the scenes, and like he just he was like, what? well, they were like, how'd you get that movie? And he was like, he went. They were filming it in his town in Texas, and he he was at film school, whatever college he was going to, and so he just went to the bar. To hang out and he ended up sitting next to one of the executive producers and they talked they got, got drunk and talked all night long and the executive producer was like yeah well I got a part for you yeah, all you gotta do is just play yourself and and he <laughs> came awesome. up with the all right all right all
0: right <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy because I mean he he killed it I mean yep. like I mean I've only seen that movie one time in my entire life Oh, that's a great movie yeah you're gonna watch
1: awesome. it again it holds up too. I mean another great soundtrack you know and that, a lot of those actors went on to become, you know, a lot more famous, like Matthew McConaughey. But there's also a whole bunch of like uh, Milly is in there. Yeah, I was about to say she, uh, she, she was the Resident Evil franchise. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, I, I think she's not showed, one, aren't they? I think I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I imagine, but wasn't she just in? Uh, isn't she in Demon Hunter? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Uh, I heard that I'm movie. Not sure. I heard it blew ass, but still you ever heard her uh
1: musical stylings no it's interesting yeah yeah it's worth uh i'll have to send you a link or something but uh yeah, definitely do that there's a she was on the show- she had a dog uh, a dog she had a show uh, i can't talk she had a song about uh a dog it was uh sung from the dog's perspective oh wow yeah it's uh it's, it's unique I was about to
0: say, that sounds like it's pretty unique. I would have to, I would have to check that out for sure.
1: Uh, She was also in Fifth Element, wasn't she? Oh, hell yeah. That's, that's also, that's probably in my top three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've 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 never, I've never seen the whole thing. Well, you gotta, it's a great movie. I I could probably quote every line in there. That and the Matrix, you know. Oh man. The first Matrix was a great
0: movie. Oh Yeah. The other ones were good, too, but, like, I think I just – I never got them. Like – and, you know, I I watched them. I remember – I actually believe my dad took me to see – when did the
1: third one come out? I can't remember what year it came out. I know that my – the first one – I went to see with my brother and we just went to go see a movie. We had no idea what it was about. You know, they didn't do a lot of trailers uh, for the first one. They just kind of did a lot of teasing things and posters and marketing, but they never actually showed like full on trailers really. Well, they, they, they worked,
0: whatever they did because that movie is badass and it's a a staple in the planet. (laughs) They're making a fourth one. I heard, I think that I, that, I heard they were getting like Michael B. Jordan to be in it.
1: I don't know. I, I do know that uh uh Keanu's coming back. Uh I think Carrie Ann Moss was Trinity. I think she's coming back. Yeah. I don't remember if Larry Fishburne's coming back. Uh didn't he die in the third one or something? I can't remember.
0: I, I can't remember if he died, but didn't didn't Neo die?
1: <laughs> no, they just kinda absorbed him absorbed him or something or i can't remember exactly how it ended i got to go back and watch the trilogy but uh he, i think his physical self died but you know, i think his right yeah. whatever was inside of him that's what i was about to say i mean if
0: you get plugged in there's no reason why he couldn't be there right you know? so true. i always thought to myself I was like man it, it sure would be something if you like walked in somewhere and just like or like you came home one day after like a long, hard day, and the Oracle is sitting in your kitchen. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I am like, oh, what the hell did I take? Shit. I think one thing that, one reason why that movie held so much value was because he was nothing special. Like, right. he was nothing special, and he became godlike. And yeah. it's like, it, people can resonate with that. I mean, it sounds kind of cheesy, but in the same breath, it's like, dude, can you imagine getting, like, he just got upgraded. Like he got plugged yeah. in and he just, and it was like, he knew every He he was the shit and everybody, not to mention it's a great story. I mean, all of it is awesome. Yeah. You know, like from, from what I can receive, it's like watching Inception. Like you have to watch it like four
1: times. Inception's great. You know, uh, I, you know, come on, I love, I love Chris Nolan, man. Like yeah. Inception, uh, the Batman trilogy, definitely, um, especially Dark Knight. Well, that's what that was one
0: of the movies that I was going to refer to. I was gonna say I wouldn't say that the Dark Knight is the Dark Knight is not my favorite movie, but I think that the best movie like ever made was the Dark Knight.
1: Yeah, like, I think perfect. I think that that is I think that that movie was perfect. Yeah, perfectly cast. I mean Heath Ledger, just I don't know where that came from. You know, he just man because if you look at his films prior to that it's- I was just
0: about to say that I was about to say dude and especially posthumously like me yeah. growing up and watching and you know like I said paying more attention to nuance and like depth of different yeah. things it's like I don't even know how where that came from like this this is nothing like any of the other stuff that you're, you've you yeah.
1: done I mean I, I love Night's Tale I just rewatched that recently it was on Netflix I think uh, that's yeah. a great movie uh, have you seen yeah. that one? yeah yeah I've yeah. seen that one um, and I just watched a, sh- a movie. Uh, I actually had never seen it until a couple of days ago. But Lords of Dog Dogtown. Yeah, yeah, he was in there, and I didn't know he was in there. It was pretty cool. He had some weird accent in there, but but yeah, he but was yeah. in he was in something we watched
0: recently. But it, he was young, but I don't Not remember really. what it was. But he, I remember he he was really young. I never saw a uh, Brokeback Mountain. I never did either. Wasn't he in that? Him and Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal? Yeah, I never saw that one. Uh, I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, I I'm, well, it. I mean, people said it was really good, but now that I'm older, I often wonder, like, is it just kind of like the Academy, like like the Academy's things, so they're like, oh, this was an, an excellent movie. It's like, it makes me want to watch it just to see if it was like, was it just because the guys were gay that we're like, you know, kind of like right. pantering around? But the thing about it is, is like, when we were younger, obviously, if any of my friends had seen it, they weren't about to just come out and fucking tell everybody I watched yeah. a fucking gay cowboy movie. Right, right, right. And now that I'm older, I'm like, well, shit, I kind of wonder if it was a good movie because they're both phenomenal actors. <laughs> it's yeah. like – and I, 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 also, I'm curious. it's Not that it matters, but is Jake Gyllenhaal gay? I don't think so. I don't think either yeah. one of them were. Jake Gyllenhaal, like, play, he played a gay man in another movie that I saw. That's another reason. I was like, well, maybe he's just kind of, like, down. You
1: know, like, I mean, maybe he don't give a fuck maybe that's I, don't think, I know Heath was it. Heath was, uh, I don't know if he was dating one of the Olsen twins or if he was just hanging around with them. And, but she was like there when he died, I think. Was it oh man, that's crazy. She was like the last person to see him alive or something like that because he had uh, he was filming, uh. Some weird movie. Yeah, that movie's weird. Something, something's Emporium. Yeah, Emporium, yeah. And, so. uh,
0: that was a weird movie.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. He took some medicines and like they interacted with each other or something. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> well,
0: I, was, I remember back when it happened, the way that they tried to explain or the way that it was explained was, and this could have been wrong because it might have just been two different types of medication. But I heard it was like he took, he was taking too many sleeping pills. Like he was like, but he took. I have. It, Took, like, some sleeping pills that, like, cross-faded him or somehow, like, burnt out his shit. Like, they weren't supposed to be – they both had elements in them that were not supposed to be in the same Right, yeah. There was some illicit substances, I think, uh, to play. uh, I'm sure he was on dope, too, if that's if he was having that much trouble sleeping. Yeah. Like, I'm not just saying he was – I'm not trying to paint him as a drug addict or anything. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. But, Yeah. yeah, something happened there. But I don't know but yeah yeah I like uh, you know but uh, Interstellar is on my top 10
0: that that movie definitely definitely fits as like a one of those I, I can't say it's my favorite movie but I've watched it enough times that I can say that it's among the, one of the best movies that that are out there yeah. like to date for sure.
1: And I've watched uh Tenet which is Nolan's most recent movie. Yeah, I was going to ask
0: you when you mentioned him earlier. I didn't know if you had
1: seen that yet or not. you got to have a degree in physics to understand that shit. I, I can't. You know, I watched it and I was paying really close fucking attention. And I'm like, I just barely got most of the themes, you yeah. know. And yeah, like,
0: I've heard it's really, really, really difficult. But, you know, it, it's funny because, like, I bet you that there's probably more people who would understand that movie now than there was five, six, seven years ago. Definitely, yeah. Like, just from people wanting to have common interests, especially in anything to do with physics. But I think to myself, like, look, there's no level of Joe Rogan episodes that I could listen to. That's going to put
1: me on the level to like care about learning about that kind of shit. Like I would love to learn about quantum physics, but every time I try to read something, I'm like, I just can't wrap my head around this crap. Like I can't, I just don't get it. Dude. My brain does not compute. I was, I was, this is, uh, there's, there's a point to this, but I was homeschooled
0: till the sixth grade. And then when I turned 16, I got my GED and I started college. Yeah. Well, I went to like the, like probably the lowest, like algebra class that they had. Cause I didn't know shit about. You know I mean I, I knew basic math and stuff like that. I wasn't a dumbass yeah. but it was like when it comes to algebra it's like okay I was never taught any of this you know right. it's like this is not anything I ever learned so I'm in there and I'm like trying or whatever and then it's like you know I was I, ended up, I was 17 and you know a quarter of the way into the first semester like mm-hmm. two weeks after I was in school I turned uh, 17. I did not give a shit about being in school. It's like I've never had to go to school in my entire life and yeah. right now I definitely don't care about being here. Though like I played music. I was I was doing shit. I had friends that were not giving a fuck about this or they were in school and they knew how to fuck off and be in school at the same time. Right. You know like and anyway i couldn't figure that out i couldn't figure out how to do algebra like and i feel so i feel kind of oh i used to feel a lot dumber about it but now i'm like well fuck i'm almost 30 and i'm good you know it's like i, re- I really haven't needed it like the way that- i
1: never freaking use algebra you know and i uh i failed it twice in high school uh twice in college i failed like pre-algebra in college uh Finally, they, finally, they were like, "All right, Adam, we're going to put you in this really simple math so you can graduate college. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah otherwise I wouldn't have been able to graduate, man, because you had to have the certain level math requirement, and they had to make an exception because I'm just I can't math. Yeah, I mean, well, and I just think to myself, like, like
0: I the, the same thing with like like you were saying with physics, it's like I. I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't even know where I would start to figure out how to do this shit. Like, and, and with the physics, it's like algebra, but like times a thousand, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, because even listening to people talk about, even when Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about it and he's, he's like child's play compared to some of these people. And it's like, I have no idea what he's saying. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me.
1: That's the way it is with me and quantum. Like I, I'll read like basic quantum one-on-one stuff. Like a, there's a quantum sub subred- physics subred- subreddit on Reddit, and I'll try to read some of that stuff sometimes. And like I'm just I get like five sentences in, and I'm like, nope, I'm reading something else. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back to reading about crypto or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I,
0: I have some Dogecoin. I was gonna say, speaking of crypto, I had uh I was curi- I was curious if you had uh we were talking about something earlier and it made me think about it. Have you uh
1: piddled with the, the crypto yet? Yeah, my brother made me do it. He bought some he brought some Dogecoin and some other stuff and uh he's made some he made he's made like two hundred bucks off Dogecoin, so I was like, Well, you know, I'll buy some. He told me about he told me about this uh app. It makes it real simple, like If you want to buy some, you just buy it. You want to sell it, you just push a button and it sells it. You don't have to do all this uh, fancy. Like, I have a TD Ameritrade account, too, where I mess with, like, some stocks. But you can't figure that shit out, man. Like, it's like they make the app hard on purpose. But this app he told me about, you just, like, push to buy, push to sell. That's it. Boom, boom. Right, right. And
0: especially if you're doing, if you're buying, uh, can you hear me? Yep. Oh, never mind. I didn't have my other headphone in. Uh, (laughs) Oh. It's there's there's something to the like uh you know if you have coins that aren't on like say Coinbase or Robinhood or right. or Crypto dot com or anything like that it's like you got to go through a lot of fucking work to buy you have to buy the currency that you use to buy the tokens right it's like uh, there's binance i think is one of the sites that they have uh, most of these sites also have apps obviously yeah. but uh and binance you have to buy a token a binance token to buy some cryptocurrencies like God. the ones that aren't like blown up yet if if you will right and it's like right now, the one that I've got uh, most of my marbles in, which I pl- I played the Doge game too. For yeah. I, bu- I bought in, I think, I bought in 500 the week before Elon went on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Now, I had had it in the past, back when I used to mess with Robin Hood, because I thought it was hilarious. But I, I honestly never thought that it would turn into th- anything. Right. So And I ended up using my money for my Robinhood account and all this other stuff. So I was like, oh, I'm not even worried about it. Well, when crypto started being talking about and the Doge thing started coming about, I'm like, fuck, I got to download something because I already know how it works. Like I already know how to go and buy it, especially if it's on one of these platforms. I was sure. like, I can just upload the money, pray to God my wife trusts me, and we'll make it happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'll just put this in right. because I know the Doge is going to go up. And it did. It didn't go up the way I thought it would. Right. We ended up making some money, but we made the money that we put into it back. And now I've got more money that i have but that i yeah i took my savings money back out and yeah. i got the the i'm reaping the rewards but i don't have any doge anymore i got my my money now i'm playing the fucking game man they got me i'm stuck i'm playing i got money in shiba inu yeah it's a new new one yeah <laughs> but and there's so many of them but the thing about this one is this one is like popping it's obviously ripping off of Dogecoin. Like initially that's what it was. They've obviously by now they have accumulated. Oh no, it's actually, you know, like it's, it's just a friend, a friend of Dogecoin, not the Dogecoin killer, you know, like anyway, the the Reddit, the little groups in Reddit are fucking
1: wild. I'm new to Reddit too. I've only had Reddit for 16 days. I've been on it for, uh, three or four years. And it's pretty interesting. Um, I just created one for the radio station uh, so I could, like, do some stuff on there. But, I, yeah, you have your main account and you have your – one you look at porn with. You know, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. One for anonymous and then all this other crap. But, uh, but yeah, I it's it, pretty interesting. Uh, I, I mean, I checked that. I get my news mainly from there, honestly. Uh, I mean, I don't even re- bother with mainstream media. Yeah. Well,
0: see, that's, I ended up deleting Twitter off of my phone because it just was fucking crazy. Like, and it took everything. I, it, it literally Facebook, I can actually like, at least I can be happy about some stuff on Facebook. Honestly, a friend of mine's getting married. I even, sh- I shared the announcement that they were getting. Married. I was like, this is yeah, awesome. Sure. Like, I'm so happy for you guys. Shout out to Kane and Alyssa, by the way. And, and I, uh, I think to myself, like, when I get on Twitter, man, like, I'm like, oh my God, the world is going to end tomorrow yeah you know what i'm saying like this is a hell like listening and watching all these people and all the things on here and to truth be told man i know it sounds crazy and i'm i'm all about the reform and everything like that i got tired of people posting videos about fucking cops fucking people up i was yeah. like this is a lot to see man yep. I, I watched kyle rittenhouse shoot those kids live on or shoot those dudes live on uh youtube I, when crazy. that when that shit happened i was watching it in my bed which i would say i'd Oh, you can ask my wife, but I'm not going to go get her up out of bed for that, but it's just, one, and I I was like, oh my God, like, like this dude just, just shot these people. Like, and they shoot, they were beating his ass and he shot them. Like, and I was like, this is fucking nuts. And like, after like 30, 40 more seconds, I just turned it off. And I was like, holy shit, that just happened like on YouTube. And. I had but I was heavy, I was stuck watching this shit. I would find these links on Twitter and I would click them and I'd be like, well fuck. And not to mention people are just super hateful on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just
1: you can, uh, you can follow those links on Reddit too. They, they used to have they used to be worse. They had um uh there was a subreddit called Watch People Die. And it was nothing but videos of people getting killed, like little kids or the cartel killing some dude uh you know i had to like i'm glad they got rid of it but uh you know i had to quit watching that stuff i watched one video uh i came across of the cartel chopping uh a dude's limbs off while he was still awake and alive Holy it was machetes it's like one arm gone one arm gone one leg gone he's nothing but like a torso and a head and i was like dude i can't watch this crap i mean it's like fucks with your, your head, head you know Dude, and it's i, I don't want to i don't even want
0: to use the term it's addicting it's like an, it's infectious and it's toxic it's, toxic. it's, it's so toxic. toxic for your head and it's like and there was a uh one night that they had you know there was trump was up in the white house and they were like oh you coward you're in your basement and they had a live stream that night and then fuckers it showed like i felt like i was you know how like I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like the beginning of a, a good video game and you're like walking through like the city or something. Yeah. Or it's like this landscape where you can see people having a conversation or you're like riding the train or something. Did you ever play half-life? Uh, no. Okay. Well, it's just like these moments where it's like, and this stuff's happening yeah. and it's like you have, you're just kind of there. And that's how it was watching this dude walk through Washington DC while these people were destroying it. Like he's just walking through the street and he, you could, I guess he's got his camera attached to his chest or to his head or whatever. I doubt he, I don't think he was just walking around holding it, but I don't know. Either way, and you can just look at these people running through these buildings and they were going all, like all upstairs and you just, all different floors, the windows were just being busted out. It's like, they were just smashing, just bam. And I'm like, holy shit. And like people breaking into the bank, they're like setting the bank on fire and you're just watching. Like you can just see all these people and these people don't care. Like they didn't care at all that there was like, that there might be people filming, that they might go to jail. Like it was just, and it looked like something straight out of a movie and coming to that realization that makes you want to fucking hyperventilate is when you realize it's not a movie that is actually happening in the capital of America. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> who was it, Florida recently? I think it was Florida recently or some state in the South uh, that said something like if you riot and uh, we find out who you are, uh, you automatically lose any state benefits. Oh, that's probably, that is definitely probably Florida. Yeah, I think it was Florida there. Like, you lose any, like, you know, if you're on SNAP or welfare, you lose all state benefits and like, If you work for the city or the local or state government, you're automatically fired. Uh, something like there's enhanced. If you're from out of state, uh, there's automatically no bail. I'll have to look this up, but I'm pretty sure it's Florida. Like, yeah, I think you're right too. Uh, but it of- sounds like, I mean, that kind of seems like it would fit the
0: bill for lately how yeah. they've been kind of just ramping up the don't basically they're like, don't come down here and fuck our shit up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and I, t- to a percentage I I'm down with that. You know what I'm saying? As long as, as long as, okay i was to say as long as it's not like they're ramping up to try to fucking sever ties with you know alabama mississippi louisiana and texas we're all going to be our own country you know i don't really i'm not really too keen on that unless like everybody just agrees that that's what we're going to do and right. we don't kill each other but like, but that's what I was trying to say earlier. Actually, about how it's like each governor in each state is kind of like all trying to ramp up their things. Like, but DeSantis is like the main one. So like he's he's doing setting up bills against uh fucking or uh, whatever. Uh, amendments whatever it may be against the social media networks that he's like talking about, you can't uh, block traffic. If you block traffic and get ran over, then it, yeah, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like is a route, They can run you over. It's no big deal. Yeah. And it's like, and then the whole, uh, if people, if you're like rioting in outside of someone's store or something like that, it's like, they can shoot you. Like it's like all kinds of crazy. I, I don't know that the, any of that is exactly how that yeah. works, but you, he, they, I mean, he don't give a shit.
1: Like that dude just does whatever he wants. Well, mean, they had to like somebody like that. I mean, all these Florida man stories, uh, coming out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you gotta like somebody kind of tough. Cause to handle all that mess. No so, shit. Lord, every day, a new Florida man story or Florida woman. <laughs> it's actually, uh, I, uh, they say okay. Now is it true? Now you might not know, but is it
0: true that they did that because there's some kind of law like that? They can't just release people's names that are in
1: Florida. I don't like, know, but it, that might be yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, that's possibly, yeah, but that's, it's, it's always the most effed up headlines, though, like, uh, I don't know, I can't even think of any off the top of my head, but I remember that one guy uh, that had done bath salts or something, and he was at dinner yeah. with his parents, and then he was, yeah. like, walking home and uh, attacked these two people in the garage and tried to, like, eat their faces off. Yeah, that was, like, uh he, the, he was naked? Yeah. Was the naked guy? Yeah, that's right. And he was on like bath salts or I don't know, spice, who knows what the hell he was on. Yeah,
0: it, he was on bath salts, but I think in that region at the time they were calling it Flocka. Yeah. it's like F-L-A-K-K-A. Yeah,
1: like Waka Flaka.
0: Yeah, I know. That's what I think of every time. But Flocka, Waka Flaka. Flocka, it's spelled different because he spells his with an O. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh but no, I mean, we you know what's crazy is we uh, had bath salts around Macomb for a while. Like it was a it was a thing. You could go to the gas station and buy it. That's crazy. And it was. I'm pretty confident. Comp- I've never done meth before, but I'm pretty sure that it was like meth. Like it had to have been. Yeah. You heard of the stuff, uh, Crocodile? Yeah, that's like the 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 over the counter heroin, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, but like, you, I've seen videos, you know,
1: it's real bad in Russia, and uh have you seen the videos of these people? I watched a Vice doc on it a couple of years ago. I mean, you're just like, your whole flesh just falls off your body within like a month. And you keep like, fucking doing it. They said, yeah. that they said that pretty much like the survival,
0: anybody who does it for longer than two days is going to die, more or less. They're like, they're going to kill themselves
1: because they're not going to be able to stop. But it's, it's like you're watching zombies because, like, you, know, you just see a person walking, and it's like they're li- missing their whole calf muscle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, and, it, and it's
0: just gone. Like you can just see their bone. Like it's like yeah. a chicken wing you ate two days ago and didn't throw yeah. away.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I, I just don't understand. Like, I don't know. I How mean, you feel that I, good. I mean, that you don't care that you're. <laughs> good at I, I think. I think that
0: we can dig deeper and be like people people who get like that just don't have anything yet to live for. True. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they just, I mean, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying I think that anybody can find some purpose. You know, if, if you just look hard enough or, you know, you seek it out, you live and survive and fight the yeah. good fight. Adversity devours the week, whatever you want. But I'm just saying like, when it comes to shit like that, I think those people, and it's, it doesn't get any easier once you start doing shit like that. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's a really shitty gig for anybody who's an addict to that point. Yeah because it's like dog, it's like Chinese finger traps. It's like, you just, it's going to be harder to get out the deeper you get in and you start doing some dope like that. You know, like that sounds like next level. Like I'm going to fucking die anyway. So what, you know, like it's like, ah, shit. Who cares if my face falls off? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I bet. Well, wouldn't you rather die first before your body
1: and muscles and skin decay? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of hurt, so I guess they're just doing enough drug that it keeps it from hurt. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, maybe that's maybe it's like, oh well, you know, you're already you're kind of
0: de- decrepit, so you have to do this dope so you don't feel the pain. Because chances are they're not going to give you medicine to get off of it if you go to the doctor. I don't know what
1: they would give you to get off that stuff. I mean, that's I like, I think with, like you said, once you get to that point, you're just kind of like, well, you know. All hope is gone. Yeah. Well, how do you detox
0: off of crocodile while your arm's fucking rotting off? Yeah, That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Oh, my God. I wouldn't do that for a million dollars. Or a trillion or a bazillion. <laughs> or I don't know, dude. If you offer me a billion, bu- billion bucks, I'd probably do it. I'd do it once and just be like, well, you got to tie me up. I've got a billion dollars and I'll get my homies to keep guard on me for like a couple of days. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to just bunker up in the house, say it was the most miserable thing in the world, you know, whatever. But I got a billion (laughs) bucks. I mean, I'm definitely not a try every drug once kind of guy. But (laughs) if there's there's a billion dollar incentive, then yeah. I mean, maybe if there was a
1: trillion, I'd be like,
0: maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm i definitely smoking a rock for a million dollars. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like somebody, would you smoke crack for a million dollars? I'd be like, I am not going to tell you, but there's a possibility that I would smoke crack for a little bit less
1: money than that. I've never smoked crack before, but I'm just saying. If well, isn't, that the, isn't, isn't crack the one where like, uh, <laughs> it's like one of the only ones that you can smoke it once and become instantly addicted.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's crack and heroin supposedly. Yeah. They say you shoot up you if you bang heroin, then you probably you're gonna instantly be fiending for it after you come down. Yeah, hey, but crack definitely. I have a I have a friend that smoked crack one time, and uh he just did it. They did it to be funny, like they were smoking yeah. crack. And two of them were like, "Oh my god, we're never fucking doing that again. That was horrible, yeah. and it was terrifying." And the other one became a crackhead. Yeah. So it's like, well, shit, man. And that's, that's not funny, but it is at the same time. I mean, you know, you, you live and you learn, I guess. But
1: some people just learn that they really like smoking crack. Yeah. That's nuts. I mean, yeah. I, you know, then you have countries like, uh, I can't remember if it was one of those like Finland or like uh, one of those countries uh, that they legalized uh, heroin. Uh, but what they did is the government is the only one that uh, can give it to you because it, they, they're going to give you the purest form, yeah, and they're going to monitor your dose. But I mean, if you need to like go up on a dosage, they'll let you do that too. But then they also offer like uh, drug counseling and free rehab if you want it, but they don't make you do it.
0: Yeah, I know that the Netherlands has a yeah a, a scenario similar to that. That might have been who you're talking about. Yeah, some one of those countries up there. Yeah, they 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 treat uh, addiction. Like like an actual problem, you know. Like not are they treat it like something that needs to be nurtured out of you, yeah. Not, not forced out of you, you know. Or you need to be put in captivity so you won't become a drug addict. But in reality, the captivity has better drugs than the street drugs. Right. <laughs> like uh, and I think that's pretty interesting, mind you. I don't know what the 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 political dynamics or the social dynamics or the yeah. socio-political dynamics are in the Netherlands it might be a fucking hellhole you know but i, I don't i don't it imagine it cold i can tell yeah. you that <laughs> there's just something to me that is you know in a perfect world it sounds ideal uh to be able to have a situation where they you know you could be nurtured out of a situation like that you know people yeah. provide help for you But in the same breath, I guess ideally you just wouldn't want there to be really wouldn't want there to be enough drug addicts for that to be a problem. You know, right? I mean, I imagine if you went to Skid Row right now and we're like, hey, we're picking people up who want to go and uh, get help. And it's like you could have a hundred people come with you to get help. There's
1: still 5,000 people that are like, fuck you, you know, right? But if you offer them like free, pure, uh, uncut drugs, you know, they probably every one of them would go, yeah. I probably would, yeah.
0: and I I think I feel like at, at some point you know th- there are people who will bring it in themselves to just quit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, or to get away from that that you know, or want more for themselves and find a way to you know uh, get away from all that. But it's like most of the people is like wh- what? Where is the in, you know the desire? I think of myself. I've never been you know, down bad homeless on Skid Row. But yeah. if I was, I like, well, fuck, what's the point? Like every, like everybody for as far as you can see is like living in this fucking borderline third world landscape where I am. And it's yeah. like, we're all on dope. Not maybe not all. I'm not saying, I don't know. All of them might not be on dope, but I mean, the general consensus is that they all have enough problems that have landed in there.
1: And yeah. It's either alcohol or like, you know, dope or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's just, it's really kind of sad, honestly.
0: Yeah, so I, I, but I also think to myself I was like, shit. Do they even have? Would they even have enough drugs to give all of those people good, clean drugs? It's like, how does that happen? How do you get all that dope?
1: Yeah, I don't know how the Netherlands are doing it, but uh, you know, I, I think it's just like you said though. Their population's a lot smaller, so they're able to do something like that and just kind of provide the the drugs. I guess they're. I don't know how they're doing it, to be honest. Making it in the lab, I guess, the government lab. You know. Yeah, I mean. They
0: are the government, so yeah. Then again, I also and I I wouldn't think of it to be that far fetched that the government have all those people homeless out there for a reason. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like there's probably some benefit to like I mean, and I don't. I'm not saying that it all just but goes to waste or anything, but there is a lot of money that the government gives to California and the city of Los Angeles even alone, but particularly California that is supposed to go towards homeless people it's like it's directly like federally funded to go for homeless people yeah. like not to just give them money but for all kinds of things yeah that, with the social programs or whatever community programs whatever and it's like what what are y'all doing it's like a lot of that you could build shacks for people to live in right and, you know what i'm saying and we were having this conversation the other day and i understand that it's like there's the whole argument of like if you ju- you can't just give them houses and tell them you know it's going to be all right it's like okay yeah i get what you're saying like but in the same breath it's like there's a lot of open wide range real estate out there like there's billionaires in the world like it would probably take them maybe giving up like a fifth of their like if 20 of them gave up a fifth of their fortune not a fifth excuse me uh like 0.5% of their fortune it's yeah. like if if you have if you have t- Five, $10 billion, like a half a percent of what you got is going to be Gucci for, you know, to all of them put in this money and just build like a small, like, well, a big, small city, you know, or something like that. Like you ain't got to build like, you know projects for them but it's like build stuff as if they were a third world country and you were like hey you guys have to learn how to like build an ecosystem which i guess it all just sounds counterproductive because eventually they'd rise up and try to fucking overthrow what the flies <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like they'll just try to overthrow the nearest city because they'll be like hell with it i guess that would be kind of problematic but i feel like there's other ways that they could spend that money than obviously on nothing because it seems like you know here's some here's clean needles it's like the best we can do for you
1: you know? well, speaking of like homeless in California, you know, I thought it was pretty interesting. You know, they filmed the uh Oscars, I believe it was, or is the Oscars and like the, one of those award shows and they filmed it in like Union Station or whatever, but they went through before they filmed it there and uh, kicked all the, they had the cops kick all the homeless people yeah, out. Yeah, I heard about that. I, that. Then they erected a giant fence around it to keep them out while they had the celebrities go in there and have their little award show that's so lame. Yeah. I mean, and then I don't know. And then, I don't know. It's just weird. I was like, why would you pick that place? It's a, it's a, it's a place that the public uses, like, you know, and then you're basically keeping them from using union station. Well, and you know, something else that's funny. It's like, why wouldn't
0: you go and clear out those homeless people before all the rich pansy bastards were coming? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you were going to do that, then why yeah. wouldn't you do that before you needed the the glorious uh, super duper photo op that she got out of that? You know, like yeah. it's like oh, it's, it's like maybe they have it. To, it's like oh, this is going to look good for the city. It's like it's going to look good for the city outside of your fucking little barricades is a bunch of homeless people that doesn't look good for the city. I bet they didn't film that. No, they didn't show that part. And I say that I mean. Not all of those people is it their fault that they're in that scenario. I imagine there's a lot of people that are out and about in that area that have been there since they were children. You know, like yeah. And eventually, it's like you. It's the same thing as you know. I mean, it's not the same thing, but it's almost the same thing. It's like people who spend so much time in jail or prison that they're like, I'd rather just stay in here, or I'd rather just go back to prison than you know, yeah. Than be out here. It's like I don't have any friends. I don't I have to work twice as hard to survive. I'm not saying that people that are in jail are just inherently lazy or anything. I'm just saying like when you really think about it, if you sit in prison for 10 years and they don't rehabilitate you in the slightest, it's like, then fuck it. I'm just going to go back. I didn't hate it there. I hated it there the first five years I was there. It's like, but once I learned how to live in there, it really wasn't, you know, yeah, it's almost like a, an addicted to misery, but also like an addiction to keeping your bar low. Yeah, I can see that. I digress. But before we end up getting out of here, I've got to uh, have the conversation with you that I have with everyone. Okay. And that is the million-dollar question, literally the million-dollar question. Yeah. What would you do if you got a million dollars, if it fell in your lap? Uh, we're talking about million dollars after taxes or before taxes <laughs> we're talking about a million dollars that uncle sam can't even touch with his pinky toe oh gosh um hmm. and <laughs> obviously i do want to say the obvious answer and i always i have to reiterate of course You could give it all to your family. Right. Of course you could, Oh, I'm going to just put it in something that's going to double it. You know, or something like that. Those are the easy answers. Now, obviously you can say you're going to invest it, but make the investment story, you know, anyway, or you can blow it all either way. Just want to hear it. Just want to hear
1: it. Uh, probably buy a million tacos. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if anyone has ever bought a million tacos. I don't know. Yeah. uh, I would probably share some, you know, but, uh, no, I don't know. I'd probably um, do the lame stuff, like, you know, buy a little house and uh, uh, a motorcycle, you know, lame stuff like that. Like, I, you know, save some of it, you know, but a million tacos sounds nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I could just picture, like, a truck pulling up, and it's like, oh, man, that's that's what a million tacos looks like. And then, like, a tacos and, are here. And then they're like, no, this is what a million tacos look like, and, like, three or four more trucks pull up. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I don't know. I, I I definitely I definitely get the the house answer a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you know, the bare minimum of security that we can have as like adults with a million dollars. It's like, well, at least I have a house. It's yeah. like in case all this shit goes haywire. Because I don't know. I just think about like when I was younger, it, we definitely would have spent a vast majority. We, I probably would have died if somebody would have gave me a million dollars at eighteen. Yeah. You know, like I would have found a way to have died. Me and my friends would have died before we would have made it to spend all that money.
1: You know, I still I still think uh, it was a couple of years ago, right? It was not that long after Mississippi got the lottery, uh, like a couple of years after, a year or so after, um, that somebody won $800 million. One person won $800 million. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, even if they're pretty well off, if somebody hands you even after taxes, that's going to be like five or six hundred million. Yeah, that's unfathomable. Yeah. That's I can't, I couldn't spend that much money. I mean, I guess I probably could, but buy houses on every continent or something. But I, man, that's just nuts. I still think about that person because uh, you know, they put it in a trust, they're smart, you know, they put it in a trust so nobody would know their name or anything, but right, uh, right. I mean. I probably I would definitely do that too.
0: I might would tell people eventually, but like I don't want nobody to know that I just got this just now. You know what I'm saying? Like for one, I ain't got I would not have the first thing I would do is I'd go put my two weeks in at my job. Yeah. You know, and this is whether I got a million dollars or if I got 500 million dollars. Yeah. First thing I do is I go put the uh my two weeks in at my job. And I would finish out my two weeks and I would never tell anybody that I'm cool with like that. I quit my job or that I was quitting my job. I would just exist and slowly make these moves because it's like, i want to get into my new crib, get yeah. all my, all my shit, all my other stuff before I ever let anybody know that I won the lottery. Yeah. You know, like, or that I acquired this money. A million dollars is like a lot different than $500 million though. Cause yeah. you're a different, you're forcibly going to be a different person
1: at that point. Yeah. That's like, and that's generational. You change your whole family tree after that. I mean, five six hundred million. I mean, your your great 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 grandkids aren't going to have to work. I mean, you think about that for a second. That's just that's Rockefeller, you know, Kennedy money right there.
0: Oh, dude, and I'm telling you, as I, man, yeah, no shit, five hundred million dollars. But you know what else is crazy? Elon Musk has like a hundred and fifty billion dollars.
1: Yeah, and Bezos uh, got like, well, he got he got a divorce, but he he had like one seventy or something.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I I don't know the exact amount, but e- either way, it's like yeah. you, just in comparison. But fuck them, they're rich. That's yeah. about them. Not fuck them because they're rich. I'm just saying, fuck you guys, you're rich. Yeah, but uh, but like, no, I think to myself, like, if if I had a million dollars, like, I could probably not feel. I wouldn't feel as obligated to like, you know, wait. I'm like, oh, well, I, I'm going to quit my job still. Right. But but like, I, I'm I'm going to be like, hey, man, it's good. We're set. Now we're going to figure it out. You know, now we can, now we can figure it out. We can take some time to figure out what we want to do and how we want to, I would invest in myself. Like I would start yeah. some kind of my own
1: business or, you know. I would something. definitely still do the radio station. Um, I probably wouldn't work anywhere else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably find something else to do, but. Well, you could,
0: Uh, you could passion project the shit out of that radio station and fund it yourself until to the point where it would be, you know, you could get, you could, you could put enough coal in the train to get it running, you know? Yep. And that would be something I would do. I mean, I would, I would finally like make my dream album, you know, not like my dream album to the point of like features, but like, I would be able to take the time and spend the money to go wherever. Yeah. and, And record it the way that I would want to make it done, you know? Yeah live instrumentation on half the album you know like get some like be able to pay the people that i want like even my homies that make music that the producers like that i've been friends with or whatever i could pay them to take time to come and work on a project yeah yeah. like just this whole Mm -hmm. idea of being in like this penthouse studio type gig you know an actual place where it's like half of the place is a relaxation spot and the rest of it is straight studio and just Get yeah. in there. Be submerged. That's something to me that I've always thought if I had the money to do it, then I would want to do that. Like sitting there for 30 fucking days just working on music and finding the songs and creating
1: and, you know. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always been interested in hip hop, you know, and I've, I've thought about doing something with that. But, you know, I can't make a beat to save my life. I've <laughs> tried. I can't do it. Like, I don't see how these guys – and girls are making all these cool-ass beats. Like, I just don't get it. I mean, I've got a lot of the equipment to make beats. I just, I try, and I'm like, to my ears, it's like, that doesn't sound good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a thing, just like anything else. You know, you, you, you do it, and you uh you get better at it. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't produce any of my yeah. own music. But uh, I has been fortunate enough to spend a lot of time with people who do, who can. And I'm friends with a good bit of people who do it. And, uh the guy i used to make music with when i was in a project called the 396 hooligans it was just two of us but uh he produced like all of our beats well we did a mixtape where it was like an actual mixtape we wrapped over other people's beats but then we had two actual projects and he produced like the whole thing or both of the the things and it was dope because like we didn't have any we didn't do any features like on what we did we did one feature. We had one feature in the whole all three tapes that we did, all three projects. But uh, it was with a guy who we used to make music with. So another person, and really? uh, yeah, him, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, but it's like when it comes to making beats, it's like I can make something simplistic, but it's like I just never got good at running the programs. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I like I'm I'm not very uh, I'm very bare bones. I'm a master of none. That i i think that if i if i was to be able to get that million dollars or that 500 million dollars to go record that album i would yeah. definitely name it master of none because that is something that has stuck out to me that's a good album and i just think to myself and me and all the things that i have done throughout my life i never would consider myself a master at any of it right <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i I don't think I'm a master at podcasting. I don't think I'm a master at playing guitar. I don't think I'm a master at rapping, but you know, I, I am a student of all of these th- I have been, or I am a student of all of these things. Yeah. It's like, a, a, the, and so that's something that kind of sticks with me. I I think on my milkshake thing, I, it actually says, pick your poison master <laughs> of none, pick your poison. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I think that in my head, I, I put that there because I was thinking like, you know, you have artists that will just – something will – they'll have something that will resonate and it will resonate. Travis Scott, whenever his album finally dropped, mm-hmm. or his – I guess it was his second album, but his first big album. Yeah. Uh, he it, it, it was always called – it was a rodeo. And it's like he released a pod uh, – not a podcast, a mixtape before that album came out. And it was called like uh Days Till Rodeo, Days yeah. Before Rodeo or something like that. And it was cool like how he did that. And then like Rodeo was like the fucking album. And it was awesome. Yeah. I like the album a lot. And uh, and I'm not, like, a big Travis Scott, like, Stan or anything, you know? Like, I like that mixtape. I like the stuff he yeah. did before Upper Echelon and, like, all that old stuff. And then Rodeo was awesome. And I like his new music, too, but I'm just not like, oh, I got to hear that new Travis Scott when right. he dropped. But it's kind of like Kid Cudi. Like, Kid Cudi was the shit when he first came out and stuff. And, obviously, mm-hmm. he still is valuable to a lot of people. Like, he's yeah. – Still speaks to a, a big demographic, but it's it's just not. I don't like. I don't really care to listen to him sing like the way he does and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, more. I'm more into like um, the older stuff, like you know, Three Six Mafia or like uh, uh, Wu Tang Clan, uh, you know, stuff like that. I do like Aesop Rock. You heard of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, does he
0: still make like, like, like music?
1: Yeah, he just kind of put another new album out uh, last year, I think.
0: Damn, that's crazy. He's been making music for a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I like his stuff. Um, and I just like that older stuff, you know, uh, UGK, you know, all that, that good yeah. stuff. Yeah, classic, classic.
0: Uh, not not the originators, but like the solid 90s uh,
1: yeah.
0: playlist. Yeah. I, I When I first got into rap, I bridged over because of uh, Linkin Park. And when Linkin Park and Jay-Z did their thing, Uh, which I mean, I I heard rap music growing up and stuff, but it wasn't, I just, I didn't really listen to it that much. But the crossover with Jay-Z and Linkin Park was kind of like a holy shit moment for me. I was like, this Mm -hmm. is awesome. Like I know, all, and it was always funny Like to be chilling with somebody and I I know all these lyrics to these Jay-Z songs and it's like, how, how do you know all the words to this? I know you don't just listen to this and it's like, well, the only reason I know this is because it was intertwined with another song on Linkin Park's album that they did or whatever. But Wu-Tang Clan was one of the first, like, groups that, like, I really started listening to. Our rappers, like, like, I just, I knew it was a group of guys, but it was, like, I liked listening to their music. I thought they was dope. Like, the fucking, the art of chess boxing or whatever is, like, one of my favorite songs, like, ever. And I don't know if that's even the name of it, but it's something, something chess boxing. And it's like, raw. I'm going to give it to you. No trivia. It's like cocaine straight from Bolivia. It's like, it's like... (laughs) And it's so rowdy. Like, that's the thing I love about it. And that's always been a consistent in my life. Aggressive, rowdy shit has always been the vibe for me. Like, it's that kind of music I used to like to play. It's the kind of music I like to make. You know, it's like, it's hard for, I have to really try to make something introspective. You know what I'm saying? And that's one good thing about the podcast is I'm able to be a little more introspective and, you know, open up and talk about things and stuff like that, you know, not just being some passionate rant on Facebook about something because a lot of times that just leaves me looking like an asshole, you know, like, which right. I mean, fine. You know, like I don't yeah. necessarily mind. Now days, if I'm going on a rant, I usually try to give it some purpose or it's totally just a joke. Right. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of times where I'm just kidding. Like, but, or I'll say something facetious, hoping that somebody will comment and we can, right. you know, people will have a, I used to do it to gaslight people because it would be like, fuck. Yeah. I like pissing off people you know because it's it's fun but right it, as i get older i'm like well that's a, a little bit uh what's the word i'm looking for it's like a misuse of my platform right right yeah you know like it's like I've, I, it's, it's kind of counterproductive to what i'm trying to do too like i really want people to be unified so just because it's my controlled fire doesn't mean i need to start the fire you know right. like, it's not it's not necessary <laughs> right. but Those skills come in handy whenever you're trying to have a good conversation with people on uh, Facebook. Like if you're trying to get something out of people, you can get it out of them. (laughs) It's possible. (laughs) But uh, yeah, hell yeah, dude. Well, look, I'm really glad you came on the show, man. This was fun. I appreciate it,
1: man. uh, Yeah, I've been listening to uh, the podcast for a little bit, and I've always enjoyed it. So it's nice to actually be on one. Dude. It's it's great.
0: And honestly, man, this I if you ask me, I think this went good. I can't think of any think reason so. why I can't why we can't have you back on.
1: Yeah, uh yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, uh but yeah. I'm glad uh I'm glad uh I just want to say thank you on the record uh for you know agreeing to put your show on the radio station. Yours was the first show that uh we 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 put on. And we're adding more shows now. But uh Matter of fact, we have the uh, one called Supernatural Selection is going to come out Friday at uh, midnight. Oh, kick ass! Nice. Going to be about yeah, it's going to be about you know uh, all kind of uh, UFOs uh, and you know Mothman and Bigfoot and just whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. That's awesome. Gonna be- I'm going to
0: have to tell my wife about that because she's I, I know it's a little different, but she loves shit like that. And Ghost Adventures is like her favorite show. <laughs> so any kind of paranormal stuff and you know that kind of creepy shit she's really into that kind of
1: stuff so but yours was the first show man and that'll always uh be a badge of honor for me so we had a uh an established show on for first and uh, I, I do appreciate you willing to do that well i must say as thank you
0: and you're welcome but i will also say i am 100 percent thankful for the opportunity it's a, it's both i think that it's fair to say that it was a milestone for both of us yeah. <laughs> for both of our entities, if you will. So, yep. and, and it's, uh, it's only the beginning, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. this is, uh, I'm, I'm approaching episode 50. I'm really looking forward to approaching episode 50 and I'm looking forward to this experience, this road that we're on. It's yep. I, mean, I episode 50 for me. It's been two years, pretty much, in the making to get to episode fifty, and I'm hoping that by this time next year, I'll be at episode one hundred. You know what I'm saying? So the the grind is here, and it's here to stay. And I'm happy to be uh, partnered with you for that. You know, yeah, appreciate it.
1: Fiftyth is going to be the golden episode, right? Mm Hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. And gold, right? Twenty five silver. I think.
0: I I am I am trying to figure out. I've got three people that I'm rotating in my mind of who I'm going to ask to get on for the 50th episode. And one of them is good. One of them would be more of a shock factor. Mm -hmm. One of them would be just awesome. And the other one would be just awesome as well. But the shock factor one would be awesome, but it would be one of those things where it's going to be a 50, 50 split. It would guarantee me the most views that I've gotten on an episode, like the quickest, you know what I'm saying? But in the same breath, I don't know I don't know that the backlash for it would be worth it right away. But you're gonna
1: have to text me who that is. I know you probably can't
0: say on here, but well I can, but I just don't I don't uh I've talked about it on previous episodes, but like since we're getting closer to the time, I kinda wanna leave it a little more (laughs) suspenseful or it'll force people to go back and listen to an old episode, you know, and uh yeah, so but either way, I'll definitely tell you. It's uh It's, it's going to be, it's going to be good. And either way, all three of those people are going to be on the show. It's just, I'm, I'm going to personally
1: make a spectacle about the fifth, the 50th episode. Oh yeah, you need to, man. That's a, that's a milestone. Like you said, 50th, that's, that's a lot of episodes. I mean, yeah. And and, you know, what's funny is
0: like I I did, you know, five, six episodes of the podcast and I had already recorded more content than I had in my entire music career. It's like, it's weird to think about. I've been making, making and recording music you know, since I was 14, right? So, and more so when I got older and started making rap music, cause it was a lot easier, but yeah. it's just one of those things. Like with the podcast is like, I have given so much more content in just t- the first 10 episodes than I ever did with my music. And so it's just one of those things, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool to me. And I know that they're, they're different, but in the same breath, if you've managed to do both, you can, you are, it's almost like you naturally like parallel them somehow. And I don't know, the right. comparison is interesting to me for sure.
1: Well, I'm going to, I'm excited to listen to it and see which one you pick. That's going to be pretty interesting. That's coming up pretty soon. What's this? This will be what, 46? 46. Yeah. 46.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. It's it's awesome, man. Well, hey, go ahead and tell them what they can find you and what you, where you're at and what you got going on online.
1: Uh, DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. Just, uh, or you can check us out on facebook uh i think it's at deviant b radio but you can just search deviant, b Ra- deviant behavior radio on facebook and find us uh just look for a little old uh old school uh cassette tape
0: hell yeah man and yeah. anybody who follows me on facebook or on instagram uh on instagram the link in my bio also has a link to com, and uh, I also share the Facebook stuff all the time, so yeah we appreciate that too, yeah, absolutely, man. so anyway, hell yeah bro <laughs> this was uh oh, this, this, was great.
1: this yeah i I have, have to do this again,
0: oh dude i 'm definitely definitely getting you back on here because this was this was a good conversation, and something tells me we could continue to talk about all kinds of shit next time we 're going to talk about aliens, oh yes, it was funny that you say that I had a, a, a couple of episodes back, my buddy Scott was on. And he was like, bro, next time we
1: get on here, we need to talk about aliens. And, you know, the government's been steadily releasing stuff leading up to that big dump that they're going to release in July.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, De- after episode 50, I'm, I'm going to start recycling some um, of yes, We're going to get into aliens. I, a I was a highway man.
1: Along the coach roads I did ride sword and pistol by my side
0: Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade.
1: Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade The bastards hung me in the spring of twenty-five But I am still alive I was a sailor time.